amazing drug rehabilitation centre. And um, I've got to play through all of these. I'm really sorry because the computer has crashed. Hang on. So that's that one. Be with you in a second, Simon. Oh, crying out loud. (laughs) Um, Nope, the computer's crashed, so we're going to go into the news like this. It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire family campaign against jail sentence, Cameron's speech on extremism and Beds Police highlight protection order. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence earlier this month. His friends have started a petition against his conviction, which they plan to present to David Cameron and the Justice Minister Mike Penning. More from Molly Bailey. Sorry, we don't seem to be able to bring you that report. David Cameron will vow to tackle failures of integration when he unveils a five-year plan to combat homegrown Islamist extremism. In a speech in Birmingham later, he will argue that the root cause of radicalisation must be tackled. The Prime Minister has suggested that he could soon seek Parliament's approval to extend UK military airstrikes against so-called Islamic State from Iraq to Syria. Police in Bedfordshire have seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people in a major operation involving the police helicopter yesterday. The riders were seen driving dangerously in the Caxton Road area of Bedford just after midday. Officers tracked the riders who made their way along the A6 and the A421 towards Milton Keynes, as well as the A1 at Sandy. A body has been found by search teams in the wreckage of a woodmill which was destroyed by explosions and a fire on Friday. Three other staff from the site in Cheshire are still missing. The first protection order to prevent female genital mutilation has been secured by Bedfordshire Police. It prevents the travel of two young girls who police believe may be at risk of being taken to Africa for the procedure. More from Carol Abercrombie. Again, apologies, not able to bring you that report. A 34-year-old man will appear in court later this morning, charged with stabbing a pensioner to death after a minor road accident in West Sussex. Don Locke, who was 79, died after the attack last Thursday. Around 30 firefighters tackled a large blaze in a field in Hertfordshire yesterday afternoon. They were called to Rouse Barn Lane in Croxley Green, where one and a half square miles of corn was alight. In sport, England captain Alistair Cook says yesterday's 405-run defeat by Australia at Lords was not acceptable. Irish amateur Paul Dunn, who qualified at Woburn, is the joint leader of the Open Golf going into today's final round at St Andrews. And Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2-0 win over over Paderborn with goals from Atej Vidra and Odionigalo. The weather cloudy with some patchy rain this morning, some sunny intervals this afternoon, feeling warm and humid, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What's going on, Oxley? Uh, well, what it was, you see, because you ever ran at the start, I thought I'd miss out all the audio, oh, so I'd catch it at the time. You see, and yeah. also, I don't know what's happened. Who, is, is the war begun? I'm declaring war, by the way. On, 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 it's on, nice to have the lights on. Justin did it with the lights off. Oh, Justin's know. a weirdo. You're, peaking, you're distorting a bit in my ears. I? Well. I don't know if that's you. You're, you're going into what I like to call the red on oh. the... Uh, can you hear that, Catherine? Well, I couldn't see it on my display here. This is the problem, so I don't know whether he's You're actually doing it or just in your mind. Simon's the equivalent of The Who in 1973, or let's yeah. think of a modern equivalent, Kanye West. 
You're like Kanye West. Oh. Um, loud. Only, <laughs> proud. Only not swearing quite as much. Not swearing quite not as yet, much. Anyway. Well, fingers crossed my buttons work, Simon. Let's, um, nope. Let's try again. Nope. Try again. Nope. Try again. Nope. 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 Nope, nope. Okay, right, great, welcome, guys. Your mouth works, though, right? <laughs> My mouth works, and so does this. That's um, Pugwash, uh, the lovely... Um, I can't remember Pugwash's name. Thomas. Um, um, big fella. Got a beard. Uh, Thomas Walsh. The fit now, fingers crossed, um, this is going to work. Yes. No, but don't get too excited, because the thing is, will this work? 
No, that one doesn't work. Button A, guys. Button A. Um, I can stop that. And it's button A. It all comes down to button A. And I can't... Here's... Geek out for a second, guys. It all comes down to button A. And um, I, I can't transfer anything I want to button B. It's just kind of random on the veranda. Okay, so you can have every other jingle. Great to see you. Yeah. This morning, two two big things. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, yeah, double, five. Yeah. Is that us? Well okay, done. great. That's good. Um, people who aren't that special... People who are nothing, nothing special. special. People who are nothing special. I was watching... Um, well, I started watching the Iron Man 3 yesterday. And 20 minutes into it, I thought, oh, I don't think I've seen the Iron Man 2. <laughs> so I went back and watched the Iron Man 2. Mm. Um, and then I, then I watched the Iron Man 3. Four hours of I, the Iron Man. And I thoroughly enjoyed the movies. Great movies. Uh, even Iron Man 2, which, which many people dislike. I actually, I found it thoroughly enjoyable. Some good set pieces. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I thought the casting of Mickey Rourke as a mad Russian was, uh, was, was, was really brave. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is nothing special to look at or to watch acting. Uh, she's nothing special. She's not that pretty. Uh, she's not that good an actor. I think she's quite good. No. And I don't like myself for saying that because I want to not like what her. What have you I, seen her in that's, where she's, where she's actually she was good? I thought she good in Sliding Doors. I've not, I've not seen that. And do you know why I've not watched Sliding Doors? Because it was directed by Joey from yeah. uh, Bread. She was good in that. Peter Howitt. She was one of the first, you know, um, Americans who can do British accents. There aren't very many. I do know, I do know, I do know. There aren't very many. She did quite a good one. She was the, she was before oh. Renee Zellweger did it. But they tend to go posh, don't they? I pronounce the W as a V. Do you? Renee Zellweger. It's just me. Why don't you say Zellweger? Zellweger? <laughs> or any Zellweger is putting on the way to make another Bridget Jones diary in the pants. <laughs> Yeah, but she was slightly too posh for that, wasn't she? Um, also, Idris Elba is nothing special. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're almost quoting a Gary Glitter song. We have to be careful these <laughs> days. Um, also, um, Martin Freeman, he's just a bloke with a bloke's courage. He's just a bloke. But that's the point. That's, nice bloke. Met him. That's Lovely the bloke. strength. That and the sideways eyes. Yeah, that's right. I've met, I've met Martin Freeman, Kels. Met Martin Freeman, she the actor. She doesn't know who Martin Freeman is. No, he's nothing special. 03459 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, or um, 81333, start your text 3CR. Uh, people who are nothing special. I've got something else for this hour as well. But we'll get to that in a bit because I want to do this, this rather serious story. Um, and then I want to moan about the computer again. OK, I'm glad you've got a to-do list. Maybe keep it in your head until you do it. OK. I would play a, a, a stab, but... Relatives of a Hertfordshire man jailed for shaking his baby son uh, to uh, to death. No, he harmed him. He by harmed him. Okay, him. thank you. I just thought that sounded more. That's more what it was than causing his baby son physical harm. Okay, a fighting to overturn his sentence. Earlier this month, thirty-four-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford was given three years for causing the boy serious physical harm. His family and friends planned to take a petition to Westminster. Catherine, what happened? The scaffolder. Uh, this is Matthew Chalice, had pleaded not guilty to causing a child to suffer serious physical harm on March the 19th, 2013, um, at an address in Stansted, Mount Fitchett, but he was convicted by a jury of shaking the four-month-old after a trial at Chelmsford Crown Court. Earlier this month, he was jailed at Woolwich Crown Court by one of the country's top judges, Mr Justice Singh. Now, this conviction also means that Matthew is likely to have very restricted access to his son and daughter, there's another child, after release from prison. It's understood that Chalice intends to appeal against the conviction. 
Uh, and unusually, the judge allowed the son to be identified. Yeah, at the same time as sentencing him, the judge lifted a ban on reporting the identity and relationship of the child, Ollie, to Chalice. The judge relented after a submission from Ollie's mother, whose name is Danielle Moss. Now, she said, it's in the best interest of my son that people should be allowed to know that I and my family believe that Matthew Chalice did not cause Ollie harm. She added that Ollie, now a happy and healthy two-and-a-half-year-old, would benefit from knowing that I supported his father and believed in his innocence. Now, after hearing the application for the restriction to be lifted. The judge said that he'd had to change his mind because he now knew the mother's views and he'd been informed that the relationship was already known and being talked about on the internet, including Facebook. So the, the information was already out uh, there. What else did the judge have to say? Um, he said that there appear to be no longer-term consequences for Ollie's development and thankfully he's been able to recover fairly soon after being admitted to hospital. The court heard that the uh, child's prognosis was good and that he achieved developmental milestones consistent with no damage having been caused. After the injury, he was kept in hospital for six days. No medical in intervention was necessary. However, the judge told Chalice, who'd been li living near where, that it had to be an immediate prison sentence. He said the jury's verdict made it clear that the Twelve were persuaded that he'd deliberately shaken Ollie causing a subdural bleed on the brain. Apparently, the child had had a fit. This is why he ended up being taken to hospital. And what did Chalice say in his defence? The prosecution had claimed that Ollie was shaken by... Uh, um, the prosecution had said that Ollie was being shaken by Chalice while he was in his dad's sole care and that the shaking had caused the baby to suffer a fit or seizure and a bleed over the brain. Chalice claimed that the infant suffered a sudden fit out of the blue while he was changing his nappy. He denied losing his temper or shaking the baby. Mitigating, Matthew Pardo said Chalice had turned his life round after left prison for a, for a drug offence imposed in t 2008. He'd been working hard, he'd been determined to keep a close relationship going with Ollie and saw him regularly under supervision by a grandmother. Um, he also said that Ollie is growing up to be a young boy who is a happy, contented child. These proceedings have taken over two years and Chalice has lived with that, as has his family. And we'll be speaking to um, Ollie's mum, Danielle Moss, later on in the programme, about why she thinks her former partner is innocent. I'm going to try this. Oh, sweet Lord! Oh, I feel so bad Everybody seems to nag me Coming Tuesday, I feel better Even my own man looks good Wednesday just don't go
Your BBC, the cuts have already started in that none of this studio actually works. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. People who are nothing special, it would appear that, that, that I could be included in that list this morning, and I'm happy uh, to uh, take that. 03459 455 555. Do you know what? This is a genuine question. Do I do the news first or the travel first? I have completely forgotten. Travel. Let's have a go. Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, starting off in Milton Keynes, do expect some delays on Standing Way just at the Kingston roundabout as some roadworks are taking place there. The M1, a lane still closed off for roadworks heading between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, so do expect it to build up there as well. Checking on the A414, that seems to be moving well so far this morning, not seeing any problems or delays, and everything's running well on the trains. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, six seventeen. Things are slowly working back into uh, into uh, um, place. Uh, it's Monday, the twentieth of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. David Cameron will vow to tackle failures of integration when he unveils a five-year plan to combat homegrown Islamist extremism. And police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people near Bedford yesterday. Good morning, it's six o'clock. For waking us up. The headlines, elderly care... And getting us going. I'm listening all week, yeah! Here it comes, baby! For making us laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And making us cry. You wouldn't wish it on anyone. For expanding our minds. We're going to take a walk through Luton, holding hands, see if anything happens. And broadening our horizons. But if my liver's literally not not hanging off on its last threads, then... Picking up your drinking. <laughs> For all of our hopes. You can be sure that I'll never, ever forget you. Or very lovely husband, John. And I leave that on there. She might read it, I don't know. And our dreams. Watford are promoted to the Premier League. The final whistle goes at Stadium MK. The Dons are in the championship. For not just listening, but living it too. I think Tim needs to go to Waterney. Where? Waterney. For all of us. BBC Three Counties Radio.
So, this is my idea, OK? Round the corner... Careful. Milk, milk, lemonade. Round the corner, chocolate's made. That's not a programme. <laughs> That's a life truth. Um, great to have you back, Kels. Thanks, Claire. So, round the corner at our new studios mm-hmm. is a, like a little band section for when um, they, uh, when they when you do the BBC Introducing, the bands want to come in and do like a live sesh, or if Coffin wants to get banned in for a live sesh, yeah. they do a live sesh there. Um, so I was thinking, one day we get like a, a band in, like, mm. a, like a good band. And when I say good, I don't mean like good. I mean, you know, that knows loads of songs. Mm. And then people can just rock up and they can do karaoke live on oh, the radio yeah. with with the band, live. So you need a band that knows like oh, that every song every song in the world, right? A wedding band. You need a wedding band. A wedding band. So if you're a wedding band... 
Um, I, I meant to talk to you this off air. We'll do it on air. If you're a wedding band and you know like every song in the world, and well, you... every song that people know words to, so you don't need to know every song. It'll yeah. be the same old songs. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five or Ian uh, uh, Ian Dot Lee at bbc.co.uk. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is we'd have we have the doors open at the back, right? And people could just rock up and they go, you know, it's like twenty past seven. Go, um. I don't. I don't suppose you know any Stevie Wonder, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Oh, I'll do that then. One, two, one, two. And then they do that. Wouldn't oh, that I be love awesome? it. Live karaoke with a live band. Dealey, what do you reckon to that geezer? I reckon that is a fantastic idea. Well and truly up for that one. But uh, there's got to be some sort of uh, song control over this. I mean, you can't just turn up and sing anything. We want pure quality, don't we? Like Stevie Wonder, like Michael Jackson, and maybe I- Russ Abbott. Yeah, he did that on Friday. I, I, I heard, and uh, I've sent an email. Well, if, listen, if people want to come and they want to sing Kanye West, then they can sing Kanye West. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long well as they self-bleep. That. Yeah, exactly. No no, swear, no sweary songs. But they come in and do, I want to do a Beatles song. Beautiful. Away you go, yeah. fella. Just get up and do it. No quality control, no audition, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, but the worst thing is no booze. So I don't know whether we'll get anyone to sing. Who said anything about no booze? Oh. Hey, you see? You like my style? Oh, we are this quite new Weatherspoons, aren't we? Exactly. They can do us a deal. Now, Justin, mm. people who are nothing special. So far, yes. we've got... I was watching I was watching the Iron Man... Uh, the, the second and third parts of the Iron Man trilogy. And Gwyneth Paltrow, I thought, she's nothing special to look at. And she's certainly nothing special as an actress. Wow. She's nothing special. Idris Elba, nothing oh, special. On. I'm going to say, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's nothing special. <laughs> I think he's quite a good actor. Martin, he's got the eyes of, I won't say it, Martin Freeman. He's nothing special. Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Nicolas Cage. Cage. You know what he is? The nephew of someone special. No, yeah, exactly. I've um, I've taken this one to the streets already, oh, man. and I, I can assure you that it's um, it's already got very tense out there. It's already kicked off. Yeah. One person came up with a suggestion which I found absolutely outrageous. Ooh. Years ago, they would have been beheaded for views like this. Well, careful. You you will hear that before seven. Well, they, you know, in some some parts of the world, that may still be a thing. Right, uh, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Justin, should we do? Are you are you ready now to do this story? I'm ready to rock, boss. Let's go for it. A St Albans woman says she has no regrets about throwing another dog walker's belongings into a river. This is the first time I've read it. I mean, gosh. Sean Moles spotted the woman using control shock collar, a control shock collar, on her basset hound puppy. That's those collars that give the... So she gave her a mouthful, grabbed the remote control and chucked it in the river. Is this true, Just? What happened? Just? Oh, Oh, Justin. (laughs) Um, Do you want to do Justin's bit? Yeah, I'd have to come and sit on your lap. I can't read it. Whoa. Thanks, Jess. Hang on. I can print it. We haven't got much time. I mean... Go you go and do it in there. Go on, girl. Go on, girl. Go on, girl. Oh, ignore the sound of the printer, then. She oh. can just read it off the screen, isn't it? Yeah, no, but just ignore that okay. bit. Okay. So, Justin, what happened? Well, sh- Right, hang on. Sean Moles, who we'll hear from later on the programme, was walking her Labrador at Red Bournbury Mill, which you may be familiar with. It's near Hamill Hempstead. I've never heard of it. Pretend you do. She noticed I'm not really another, that local, to she, be honest. Uh, noticed someone else walking their dog, and to her eyes, the dog looked to be in distress. Now, according to her, another dog woman, a dog walk, <laughs> I think she means, dog woman. was walking a young basset hound and was using this electric shock collar to control it. In Sean's oh. view, the dog was terrified at being shocked regularly for a seemingly very little reason. So she confronted the owner, who dismissed her concerns. Things got heated, and Sean admits grabbing the small black remote control and chucking it in the river. The woman then took a picture of Sean with a camera phone and uh, said that she was going to take it to the police. Yeah, good. 
The, these collars, they just give electric shock if dog does poo-poo uh, or wee-wee when it's not meant to, if it humps leg. <laughs> well, if it does things you don't want it to. They're sold as a uh, training device. They fit on the dog like a regular collar, but they come with a remote device that allows the owner to trigger an electric shock to the animal at the press of a button. That's what remote controls do. They're designed to give a dog a mild level of pain or discomfort, which may serve as a warning. Sorry, Are they legal? I, I, no, is the sorry. question. I'm just, I can just hear um, uh, Kelly's leather squeaking. I know, she's crunching. She's crunching. Aren't they, well, they are legal. I know that. They are illegal what? in all of the UK except Wales. They are legal. It sounds like you said illegal. They are legal. They are legal yep. in all of the UK except Wales where they've been banned. Their use in Wales can carry a £20,000 fine Good. or a six-month prison Good. sentence. Good. There are several campaigns to see them banned in the UK with many believing they are cruel. Disgusting. And most most organisations are against them, though. Disgusting. Inc- including the Kennel Club. Disgusting disgusting things to use on a serious note from a man who's considering getting a dog and whose Benji died last week oh no Benji died last week yeah the rabbit the rabbit died we went away on holiday this is genuinely really sad my boys were so distraught we we went away on holiday and um, the uh, nurse the veterinary nurse who we were paying to come and feed the animals on the second day she phoned up I thought she was going to say that Velvet had died because Velvet is a very very old cat the cat yeah the old cat thank you for filling in the blanks well it's just that not everyone's familiar with your family names and she said that Benji had died the rabbit the rabbit had died how though short um, breath no he um, uh, he had like a swollen stomach so I don't. I, I'm guessing maybe there was some like toxic mushroom or something growing underneath his. Oh, his uh, could you quickly replace it before the boys got back? No, I would never replace. No, I would never replace a dead again. rabbit. Sorry. Not. Uh, no, we told the boys. We told the boys, and uh, they were distraught. Um, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, oh it was horrible. My poor, my eldest, my, my youngest is going. Well, is he a skeleton now? No. What does he look like? Wow. He still looks like Benji. Can you get a picture of him dead? That's unlikely. But what is he a skeleton? No, he's not a skeleton. He's just dead. Stop talking to me about it. But the other one was, oh, he was, he was so upset. It was horrible. Anyway. What's that got to do with um, Razor? It's your fitness to, to look after animals. That's it. Uh, no, you should not be allowed to have these awful, awful electric shock collars. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, starting to build up now on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. So far, checking on the M1 seems to be moving quite well, not seeing any major problems or delays. Also, the A414, that seems to be moving quite freely on the sensors. In Milton Keynes, do expect delays on Newport Road, just at the Kingston roundabout, as those roadworks continue there. And on the trains, not seeing any problems or delays to report so far this morning. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence earlier this month. David Cameron will vow to tackle failures of integration when he unveils a five-year plan to combat homegrown Islamist extremism. In a speech in Birmingham later, he will argue that the root causes of radicalisation must be tackled. And police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of of people near Bedford yesterday. 
On to Sport England, Captain Alistair Cook says yesterday's 405-run defeat by Australia at Lords was not acceptable. It was England's third heaviest defeat ever in runs and their worst since 1948 after Cook's side were bowled out for just 103. In golf, Irish amateur Paul Dunn is the joint leader of the Open going into today's final round at St Andrews. Only the second Monday finish in 155 years. Dunn is joined on 12 under by former winner Louis Oosthuizen and Australia's Jason Day with Jordan Spieth one shot behind. Irishman Dunn qualified for St Andrews at Woburn. On to football, Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2-0 win over Paderborn with goals from Matteo Vidra and Odion Agallo. Also yesterday, Boreham Wood lost 3-0 at home to Brentford. Tonight, MK Dons go to Chesham and Luton are at Gosport. And in tennis, Andy Murray has taken Britain to a first Davis Cup semi-final in 34 years after victory over France at Queen's Club with Murray clinching the win by beating Gilles Simon in four sets. Murray and Britain will face Australia in the semi-finals in September. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. More at seven. Well, you say more. <laughs> you say more. So, what was the name? Was it tennis? The last sport you were doing. Tennis. What it was, was the name yes. of that gentleman's the gentleman's name? Gilles Simon. Okay. What's Giles that? Simon. That's him. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. Can we help in any way? Do you want us to do sound effects? We could pretend to be Andy Murray. We could do Murray. I could yeah. do Murray. I'm Andy Murray. You know. I like to play tennis. I'm a, of my mum. I'm Andy Murray. Um, I like to, I've got a beautiful girlfriend. And wife. I, it's I, my wife. My wife, and I like to make love to her. Well, we don't know that. New balls, please. <laughs> Oh, that's just childish. Yes, that'll do. Thank you very much, Simon. Well, you're, you're very polite. Oh, well, I, I should be playing... Um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Hang on. What does that do? Oh! Nope. Okay. Hang on. 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 Bish, bash, bosh. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. What are you still here for, Simon? If you want to sit and fiddle... With your um, uh, computer. See if I can make it work. You sit and play with that. Don't worry. You can you can uh, hang out with us. I, I've, I can't see any of my um, little eye dents on the screen, so I'm just going blind. Oh. No offence. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This morning we are asking people who are nothing special. Oh, go on. Go on. The entire cast of Coronation Street. Um, I, or any soap. They're just I'm, people playing themselves, aren't they, largely? Um, the, the ones that have been there for a long time, yes. I'm going to dispute that slightly. Go on, give me one famous soap actor no, no, who's no, actually good. No, no, no. Someone who I've got a lot of respect for, who's just joined the Coronation Street cast, Sarah Harding. Oh, now, come on. Yes. Sarah Harding, uh, formerly of The Girls Aloud, <sighs> who once, um, in retrospect, was obviously chatting me up at a, at a, at a to-do. She was sat opposite me at a do. Talking to you, so that's... She was single, she was chatting me up, and I didn't pick up until until later, and I thought, oh, no, she was bang I up for it. I hate Sarah Harding. I... I hate her because um, during my labour, I was watching Girls Allowed do... Supposed to be impartial. Girls Allowed do pony trekking or something. Ooh. Anyway, I can't remember, I was a little bit out of it. So the telly's on. I was in quite a lot of pain. It does smart quite a bit having a baby. And yes. Sarah Harding's lying on the floor going, oh, I've hurt my... I'm thinking, you've hurt yours. You have no idea. One so of, from then on, Sarah Harding is nothing to me. One of the best programmes of all time is um, the Most Haunted Girls Allowed special. Oh. Have you seen that? I saw most there's of the a, most there's haunted. There's a haunted chair, right? One of them, I think the racist one says to another one of them, I've got no idea which one, let's say the ginger one, go on then, sit in the haunted chair. 
No way! You effing sit in the effing haunted wow. chair. Yeah. Gosh. Swearing and everything. So, people who are nothing special, 0345 555. And great, if, if you're ringing uh, and we're not answering, keep ringing because the, the phones have gone absolutely nuts on this one. I wanted to play as well. If you say the number, it means there's a phone line. Phone line free. Free, so. Um, copyright James O'Brien. I also would like to play um, a game. I like to play a game. Oh, no, we're not playing that game again. I want to play a game. Oh. You had your wits end. Um, uh, I want to play a game, but not that game. I'm not at my wits end. Uh, food is not involved, and there is certainly nobody holding the door. Holding the door. Okay, it's it's got it's got absolutely zero nada niche to do with that. But the game I'd like to play is well, I don't know what the game I'd like to play is. I think I do. I'm saying rock, scissors, paper. Cut. Bye. Ball. Okay, bye, ball. That's the Korean version of it, but because I, I want to play rock, scissors, paper. No, rock, paper, scissors. What are you? Some well, this of... is this is what people then said. No, no, it's it's rock, paper, scissors. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't roll off the tongue yes, as does. well. And then some idiot said, no, it's paper, scissors, stone. What? what? Well, don't bring stones into it for crying out loud, Dennis. Yes. What would you call it? Call who? Look, I'm, I rang him because your programme kept breaking up and the previous programme kept breaking up. Mm. OK. And I got worried because I've just had 24 hours in the L&D and I think I was breaking up. I, I, I suppose this is the point where I'm supposed to ask you what you were in for, is it? No, no, you don't Good. need to. No, you don't need to. Are you, I am I close to winning my £10? Yeah. No, well, I'll tell you, they, they were a bit worried about that. But, mm. uh, no... Well, I was going to say... The yeah, you had to have an operation stupid. to prise open your lovely wallet, people. did you? No, lovely people in L&D. Okay. Even the food was good. Well, that's that, that's marvellous. Back to the slightly more important issue. What yes. would, what's the correct title for Rock, Scissors, Paper? Or Kai Bai Bo. Rock, Scissors, Paper. I don't know why. It, that's, that's the way you do it. That's the way you play it. That's all I know. It's, it's but what's it, what's it actually called? Insanity. Okay. Do you fancy a quick round of Kai by Ball? I'll go Kai first. Kai. Sorry. Kai by Ball. I'll go first. Ball. Ball. No, you can't Kai do ball, ball, ball. Means it's the same thing, right? So we go one, two, three, and we say it at the same time. One, two, three. Bye. Ball. Oh, bye beats ball. <laughs> Let's go again. <laughs> one, two, three. Kai. My reaction is not very good this morning. Come no, on, you, you come think. on, Dennis. Stop with the sob stories. One, two... I'm not doing a sob story. I'm just saying how brilliant the L&D is. One, two, three. Kai! Kai. Yeah, Kai beats Kai. One, two, three. Bye! Sorry, you've lost... Oh, say bow! Yeah, say bow! I'll, I'll put the phone down. Yeah, I'll it's probably a good idea for everybody uh, involved, I think. If you want to play Kai by ball... Uh, and you can tell us the correct name of Rock Scissors Paper, then uh, 03 459 455 555. Chelsea's trying to 
Baker Street, swing in London, Charing Cross to Brogan Square, swing in London, everywhere it's in the air, swing in London, swing in London, Lambeth Walk and Battersea, Hammersmith of ITV, Humperdinck of BBC, going on and on, day and night long, swing in London. Three four five nine four double five five double five. What is the correct way of saying rock? Paper. Scissors. Scissors. So he's tying up me. Uh, literally tying up my loose ends there. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of first day back. Great For to you. have you back. Great to have you back, Kios. Thanks, player. Uh, and I'm just kind of feeling the vibe. I've got some big news. I want to break and I want to tell you guys on air because you are my friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're pregnant. Uh, well, it Would feels. Explain. It feels like it. Yeah, exactly. I made a really big decision on Saturday uh, that affects my time here and how much time I've got left here. I have had to go up a waist size <laughs> in my jean. Thank you, Simon. You say oh, one waist size. It's working in there, apparently. Well, good for him. Simon. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> I said sorry. We heard. I was <laughs> <laughs> doing a radio show with microphones. I've gone up a waist size. Yeah. Mm. I've um, had to go up to the large pant. Oh, I may, I've gone from uh, boxer to trunk. That was a mistake. My my boys are not happy with that. Why? Because they're chafing. No, my plums. Oh right. Um, but I've gone up from a thirty-four waist trouser to a thirty-six waist trouser. Now here's mm. the thing, mm. right? The thirty-six waist, much more comfortable. Look at that roomage I've got in the I leg. I don't want to look at you. Crook. No, no, no. I've got more room around. Uh, me, 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 my boys, my boys yep. have got room. Yep. My thighs have got room. So there'll be, hopefully, I won't need to um, buy any more Savlon. <laughs> oh, it was, I mean, it was, it was Just tough Just put work. some Savlon on and don't pick it. That's... Don't pick it, it'll never heal. But the waist is a little bit big. 
Um, so I bought some experimental jeans uh, from um, shop. I don't know if you've heard of it. The Gap. The Gap. They were on sale, fourteen ninety nine. They've because been, they've got a big hole. They've been pre-aged. I pre-aged that. But um, I, I just feel that you should know that I have put on a lot of weight. So what's this mean to us? So in real terms. Well, obviously you're you're concerned. Yeah. That you. That this is supposed to have some sort of impact on us, other I, than having been invited to look at your. I groin. don't want you to dump me because I'm fat. Right. And I don't want to be seen as your fat friend. All right. I'm not. That's not me. I've lost quite a lot of weight recently, so I look really good next to you now. That is outrageous. What you're saying there is fat people and don't I'm look tiny good. Tiny always. I haven't changed. Since you're I was like 11. the bridesmaid I was looking for when I got married, but. Okay. What I'm fine. saying is, I'd really like your support. On You've got enough support with those new... Oh, for crying out loud. I want to lose a, a little bit of weight, but All not right. too much, because I, I've, I've spent 15 quid on these jeans. I don't want to waste that money. That would be stupid. And I bought. I spent 18 quid on pant. So um, what I'm saying is um, I just want to share this with you, that I've just put on a little bit of weight. I've gone up a size. You, you want to share the weight? My girth has increased. You didn't need to tell us, because we can see... Kelly Betts! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M25 looking very slow moving at the moment, anti-clockwise, heading between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. Also building up between 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Take a look in Boreham Wood, it is queuing on the A1, heading southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And also rather heavy on the A41, just heading northbound at the Dome Roundabout. Checking in on the trains, not seeing any problems or delays so far this morning. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nicola. Six forty-five. It's Monday, the twentieth of July. I'm in Lee, and these are your headlines. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. David Cameron will vow to tackle failures of integration when he unveils a five-year plan to combat homegrown Islamist extremism. And police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people near Bedford yesterday. Here's Kate with the web. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. We may have seen a brighter spell this morning, but they're not going to last if you do have it. Rather cloudy, I'm afraid. Some outbreaks of light rain and some drizzle throughout the day. It's feeling quite damp. We have some humid conditions working their way out from the southwest as well, so it is going to feel warm, just a little moist. We're looking at a maximum temperature today of around 25 Celsius. Now, there's a strong chance we could get maybe one or two breaks in the cloud this evening or towards the end of the afternoon into this evening, and that in turn could mean the temperatures spike a little higher. It also means we could... Uh, get one or two showers developing as well into this evening and overnight. Eventually they will clear away though as that weather front clears eastwards as well. We'll see some fresh, fresher conditions, minimum 12 Celsius, but a sunny start tomorrow morning. More cloud tomorrow afternoon, mostly dry, but a slim chance of a shower. Temperatures still pleasant at 23 Celsius. That's your forecast. 
Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't want this show to be censored. You've got a clean house. Searching no. for the treasure. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to text in whatever you want to me. Uh, Searching for the treasure. Sorry. Guy's <laughs> here. <laughs> You're right. Searching for the treasure. Gosh, I thought we were going to have our first live death. Saturday mornings for the treasure. Nine. I'm going to help the female section of the quiz, the quiz this morning. All Liz will do is just not let you have... Part two. In a new feature. Ernie, how are you in your big rubbery face? It's a cross between Jack Par. Uh, Pat. Uh, hang on. <laughs> treasure Such Quest. For the treasure. Every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties on Radio. For treasure. Steve's on line two. Good morning, Steve. Morning. Good morning, Steve. Well, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Oh, you crack. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Steve. I'm waiting for the conversation to move on oh, a pace. Well, you're going to have to get the builders into your offices to widen up the door frames for you to fit through. Mm. And you might, if you get any fatter, you might have to get one of them slopes in a wheelchair ready. So our uh, TV license is going to go up now, isn't it? I've only, I've, I've only <laughs> gone up. <laughs> Fat people are funny. I've only gone up. I've only, I've only gone up to 36 inch inch waist. Oh well, it's a slippery slope, mate. We all say that. that we it's a, it's a greasy slope. Full of chips. <laughs> yeah, the Greek oh, it's nice to hear you. It's nice to hear you enjoying a little bit of manly banter that's um, <laughs> offensive about a different minority group. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, what about that? What about that fat woman that says she's entitled to all that money? She's about. Yeah, what about her? Yeah. Which fat woman? Well, then. Oh, she's the in the queen. The other day. No, no, she's a she's a Nazi, isn't she? <laughs> yes, I think it's official. It's the pot calling the kettle. Right? <laughs> At least there's nothing wrong with the Nazis, mate. Thanks very much for calling, Steve. Thank you very much. Quite a quite a bit wrong with the uh, with the Nazis. I think I think we can all agree on that. Apart from Steve, and and five points to uh, Catherine for a quick quick mouth of the morning. Oh, didn't mean to sound like that.
so daily I'm putting on weight. Uh, well, I don't think you are actually. I've gone up a size. No, mate. No. I'm not having that. Do you want to see the baby? <laughs> yeah, go on then. I'll yeah, show you the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know why? Because you, you're you're pushing that out. That's why. There was no pushing. No, that. you were pushing it out, and you know you were. There was no pushing. What's that. going on, boss? Come on, talk to me, man to man. Eating too much, not doing enough. <laughs> Sex exercise. <laughs> Sex Do you fancy going boxing this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What, really? What, really? Yeah, no, boxing? seriously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for fitness purposes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, to, uh, me, okay. mano a mano, me and you. Yeah, Wednesday evening. Oh, I'm busy then. Oh, okay. I thought you were serious about that. What this. time? I've got, um, what about yoga? You can come to yoga oh, with me tonight. All yoga does. You can come and play tennis with me tonight. Right, okay. All yoga does is make you blow off. <laughs> no. All tennis does is make you. I can get my legs behind my head. Still saying no? <laughs> I might pop along for a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> might pop along for a bit of that. It's all that tantric though, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, um, <laughs> you say it like it's a bad thing. It's all that tantric stuff. So mm. you say it starts eight o'clock. I don't come until ten. <laughs> By the time I get there, everyone else is finished. <laughs> so Justin. Yeah. You alright, Catherine? Yeah, fine. You're you're off next week. You don't care. Um, people who are nothing special. There yeah. are so many people. Richard Hammond is nothing special. Yeah, just a local radio presenter who got lucky. Joe. Yeah. Boom. Here's one. Dermot O'Leary. Dermot O'Leary, yeah, nothing special. Yeah, yeah. smooth, I'll, but nothing special. I'll give you that. Um, that bloke that does show vapeney. Oh, Shepard, Ben Shepard. Mm. Just all right. He's absolutely. He's nothing. Oh, the one show. All right, mate, calm down. Oh, it's getting tense. She's got, <laughs> she's got real nothing special beef. I have. I have, because at the moment, nothing special is what rules the television, because yeah. it doesn't offend anyone. But then again, it doesn't excite anyone. Bland is the new rock and roll. I'll tell you someone who's nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think, I think the other microphone picked that up, because uh, <laughs> these studios are not, not soundproofed. Oh well, these things these things happen. You've taken this to the streets, mate. Yeah, I've taken to the streets early doors this morning, uh, before six a.m. The people have spoken about who they think is nothing special. Here's what happened. I've got. A f hang on a second. Let's. I've got a feeling. No, we're in. Go Asian please. Charles. Is he really that bad? He's not really that bad. He doesn't yeah. like want me to kick my telly in when I see him. But <laughs> what, just a normal person? Well, what, anybody. People who are nothing special. Nothing. Whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever comes from your brain. David Beckham. I beg your pardon. Nothing special. And many like him, many like him. He hasn't done anything for years, other than his charity work. Actually, I, I, I do take that back. His charity work. On the pitch, he's nothing special, but his charity He doesn't work. play anymore, that's why. Well, this is true, this is true. But when he did play, he was, you know, cracking balls from 30 yards, but I've seen Luton Town players do that. All right, mate. Um, OK, anybody else? I think the Queen. She's nothing special, really. The Queen? The Queen. She sits on her phone, you know. Nothing special, really. I sit down on my job. You know, I sit down all day. I don't get, I don't get respect for that. You've got a cracking beard. It's taken you seven <laughs> months to grow that, okay? But David Beckham and the Queen, I think we must leave it here because we are going to fall out over this. Excellent. Thanks very much. You caught me on a night shift, so I haven't yeah. slept. Big crowd to you. Yeah, okay. I suppose Cameron, David Cameron. I just think his personality, I don't think he comes across as a nice bloke. Comes across as nothing special. Yeah. Maureen, you've got a strong vibe about you this morning. Maureen, people who are nothing special. Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross. Chris Evans, I can't stand. Okay, keep going. Am I allowed to say that? Say so whatever you want, madam. Keep going. Jonathan Ross, Chris Evans, come on. Yeah, I can't Just have one more, make the hat trick. Oh, um, I can't think of anyone else for a third one. You've got yeah. that off your chest. Do you, uh, do you feel better now? 
Oh, I do much better. She won't feel better in a minute. She's wrong. Oh, she's wrong. I'm not having. I'm not having Chris Evans. I'm certainly yep, not having Jonathan yep. Ross in yep. there. It's no, nothing special. No. And I'm not having David Beckham. I know. I don't like football. I don't like the. I'm not particularly strong feelings about the bloke, but nothing special. He's well, a superstar. The man's a superstar. And the Queen. The Queen. How dare that person say that? How? I've got a picture of that person. I'll be sending that on to the powers that be. That man should be dead. They don't with. need your picture. Hmm. They've got satellites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> satellites, isn't it? Drones, well, Justin, yeah. excellent, uh, excellent stuff. Thank Rock, you. Rock scissors paper. Rock. What uh, would you call it? Uh, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, boss. Rock, paper, Whoa. scissors. Why don't you play it with him? Now, got, this is what I'm going to do. Right. You don't know, you've not heard of rock, scissors, paper? I've, I've heard it. I don't know how it works, though. It's, it's a little game, isn't it? It's a little, little school game. You have three weapons. Yeah. The rock. Yeah. The paper. Yeah. The scissors. And we, yes. Okay, we're yes. going to do it. So at the count of three, we go one, two, three, oh, boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, and there are rules, okay, because what does paper do? Well, let's, 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 well, let's, let's let him learn as, he, as it goes. You ready? Right, okay. So, one, two, three, scissors, rock. You win. Okay. Because you blunt the scissors. Right. Oh, okay. You don't blunt the scissors, you smash the scissors. Well, you blunt them. You smash them. Well, yeah, okay. But you have to do it at the same time. Yeah, right, you can't then. just do it afterwards. Okay. Oh, no, no. All right, okay. Go on then. What? Paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scissors. Scissors. <laughs> scissors cuts paper. Yes. One, and two. Uh, Concentration face on Dini is amazing. He's thinking there's only three options. <laughs> I know there is, but it's a game. I have to win. I have to win games. There's no technique. You've just okay. got to say the first thing on your mind. Right, okay. One, two, right. three. Rock. Paper. I win. All right, OK. OK. One, One, two, three. Rock. Paper. I win. Yeah, but you're going after me, so you're doing what I did. You're cheating. OK, You're all cheating right. the system. All right, we'll do okay. it properly. All right. One, two, three. Paper. Scissors. <laughs> You're going after me. You're going, going after me. You're I'm cheating. I'm saying no, after no. you. I'm the scissors cheating. were behind the screen. You need to raise them. I'm doing it. Behind, I'm doing mate, it. You come back with an attitude and you're cheating. I'm sorry, mate. You're cheating. Okay, one more. Don't. What? You're pulling a different sign at me now. That looks like a different sign to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? One, two, three. Rock. Paper. Oh. And I, did mine I actually did mine first. Okay, okay. So that's how you play it, Justin. Can you take that to the streets? You want to go and play rock, scissors, paper? Yeah, because I don't, the streets. don't think you quite understand <laughs> how it works. Could you take that to the streets? I'll take you to the streets. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. I think you know who we're I'm looking not, for. Justin. Yeah. yeah. One, yeah. two, three. Scissors. scissors. Mm. Special powers. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. But it's very slow moving on the M1 heading southbound on camera between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A5 looking rather slow southbound heading between Kensworth and Junction 9 for the M1. Very heavy, the M25 heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. Also queuing on the A1 heading southbound between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. Taking a look at the A41, rather slow moving on the sensors just around the dome roundabout. And checking in on the trains so far this morning, not seeing any problems or delays on the local live departure boards. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Morning, guys. It's nice to be nice. It's good to be back. Ah, if you want to take part in the show this morning, you can give us a call 03459 455 555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. We're looking for a wedding band, OK, that can kind of...
play pretty much anything it's thrown at it. Is that you? This will take a little bit of preparation, but email me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Fingers crossed, here's the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire family protesting man's innocence, Cameron's speech on extremism and Beds Police herald protection order. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence early this month. His friends have started a petition against his conviction, which they plan to present to David Cameron and the Justice Minister Mike Penning. More from Ollie Bayliss. Matthew Chalice had pleaded not guilty to causing serious physical harm to his son Ollie whilst caring for him in March 2013. The prosecution had claimed that Ollie was shaken by Chalice whilst he was in his dad's sole care and that the shaking had caused the baby to suffer a fit or seizure and a bleed over the brain. The jury unanimously found Chalice guilty after a six-day trial. His family and friends remain convinced of his innocence and say he plans to appeal his conviction. David Cameron will vow to tackle failures of integration when he unveils a five-year plan to combat homegrown Islamist extremism. In a speech in Birmingham later, he will argue that the root causes of radicalisation must be tackled. The Prime Minister has suggested that he could soon seek Parliament's approval to extend UK military airstrikes against so-called Islamic State from Iraq into Syria. Police in Bedfordshire seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people in a major operation involving the police helicopter yesterday. The riders were seen driving dangerously in the Caxton Road area of Bedford just after midday. Officers tracked the riders who made their way along the A6 and A421 towards Milton Keynes as well as the A1 at Sandy. A body has been found by search teams in the wreckage of a wood mill which was destroyed by explosions and a fire on Friday. Three other staff from the site in Cheshire are still missing. The first protection order to prevent female genital mutilation has been secured by Bedfordshire Police. It prevents the travel of two young girls who police may believe may be at risk of being taken to Africa for the procedure. More from Carol Abercrombie. New legislation came into force on Friday which allows the seizure of the passports of people who they suspect are planning to take girls abroad for genital mutilation. Breaching the order is a criminal offence. The police say it's a positive step in the fight against what they describe as a cruel crime. A 34-year-old man will appear in court later this morning charged with stabbing a pensioner to death after a minor road accident in West Sussex. Don Locke, who was 79, died after the attack last Thursday. Around 30 firefighters tackled a large blaze in a field in Hertfordshire yesterday afternoon. They were called to Rouse Barn Lane in Croxley Green where one and a half square miles of corn was alight. In sport, England captain Alistair Cook says yesterday's 405-run defeat by Australia at Lords was not acceptable. The Irish amateur Paul Dunn who qualified at Woburn is the joint leader of the Open Golf going into today's final round at St Andrews and Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2-0 win over Paderborn with goals from Matteo Vidra and Odion Igalo. The weather cloudy with some patchy rain this morning some sunny intervals this afternoon feeling warm and humid maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash Shut up and listen.
Sorry to uh, cut the end of Simon Oxley off there. But let's be honest, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> uh. What you beefing on about? Wouldn't you like to know, David? 03459 455 555. People that are nothing special. 81333, start your text 3CR. What is rock, scissors and paper called? I mean... The, the, really, I, once we've established that, we can play it properly. In fact, if you want to phone up and play it, bring it on. And if you're a wedding band, or a band, you know, that can kind of play all the hits, eight one, uh, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, please. Across Smooth. beds, hearts Smooth. and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Any, um... Oh. Texas? Um... Oh, that's been a long time since you've muffed that up. Yeah. There are some, I'm going to say. That's great news. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son's, uh, his son's serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence earlier this month. His friends have started a petition against his conviction, which they plan to present to David Cameron and Mike Penning, their local MP, of course. Well, Matthew's friend, Samantha Freight, started the petition and joins me now. Morning, Samantha. Morning. Um, tell us about Matthew. Well, where can I start? He's, he's one of the best friends me and my husband have ever had the privilege to have. Um, he loves our children. Our children love him. He's uh, known as Uncle Matt or, as we like to say, Uncle Biglitz. <laughs> he's, he's a lovely guy and really really doesn't deserve to be be in prison for something that he really and we all know in our hearts he didn't do so the accus is have i got this right samantha the, the, the well you tell me the, the accusation what he was what he was convicted of was um was causing serious harm to his his young son by sh- by shaking him is that right yes they they say well they claim that he shook his son which caused a fit or a seizure which then led to a bleed on the brain um however their evidence really doesn't back that claim up. They don't have um, enough evidence for that. It's, it's, there is so much more to it, and the evidence that they had in court, they didn't have all of the evidence, so the jury didn't get to see the full story, um, hence why he's where he is now, and that's what the family are intending to do is with the appeal, is to present all of the evidence that should have been done in the first place and to set Matt free and show everyone what really did happen to Ollie. What, what really did happen then, in your, in your opinion? Um, well, there's a number of things. I mean, I wouldn't like to say too much because I don't want to um, interfere with any appeal process. Um, but there is um, tests that they, he had done um, that they didn't follow up, and that would have given them the real conclusion of his condition. Um, and they chose to put them aside as rubbish. Um, and this, this is the condition of, of, of the son, the, the four-month-old son? Yes, yeah, who's now two and a half, a very happy boy, yeah. who misses his dad so much. Um, you know, it's not just Matt that's feeling this pain, it's his son, it's um, Ollie's mother, Danielle, um, their family, their friends, and the petition so far has proved that. It's over 1,100 people now that have signed 
And I would say 90% of those are all people that know Matt. Yeah. Well, the petition, proves, the petition proves that people, people know him and like him and support him. It, 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 it doesn't prove his innocence, does no, it? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Absolutely not. And this is just a, a small step of my token as a friend to try mm. and um, show within the appeal that he does have so many people that know and believe that he doesn't. And with the evidence put across, this should be, you know, it should be enough to bring in a, an appeal. Why? Uh, the, the, Go on, sorry. They, they've got meetings to see solicitors and etc. And once yeah. that's all dealt with, then they've got their their concrete base, and then they'll be taking it in, and we'll be getting that. Why in. wasn't all the evidence presented in court then? Because the judge and the jury—this was in front of yeah. a jury, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. They yeah. they feel that they had enough evidence to find uh, to find Matthew guilty. Yes. Well, I mean, if you was there and you sat and watched them, the jury were falling asleep, which I found insulting to Matthew. Um, well, if, if a jury member had fallen asleep, they would have got turfed out, wouldn't they? Well, you would think that, wouldn't you? But he sat there nudging off his nudging off his hand where he was resting on his hand because I sat and watched it with my own eyes. Yeah. You know? Um, but but the, 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 evidence, I mean, the evidence they were presented with, uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 they did find him guilty. Yes, they did, yes. But if they had all of the evidence and all of the other pictures that we have, seeing other... Children looking the same as how Ollie did, they would see a total different side. You know, um, it's hard to hard to describe being on the other side and knowing all the extra bits that I don't want to say too much because I don't know. I don't want to affect the appeal, you know, in any way, shape, or form. All, I'm, all we want to do is trying to help it. I don't think that would affect the appeal, and I think I think it would uh, uh, um, it, it would help uh, the argument and the case. Yeah. Uh, for Matthew's innocence, if if um, we yeah. did know what the evidence was, yeah. Well, Danielle is on with you later, and I, I feel it's probably as a, as my okay, and yeah. her friend I can in understand her best that. interest for her to disclose the more personal information. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I understand that, of course. Um, there, I mean, oh, it's such a tough one, isn't it? What, 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 what? Uh, Sometimes uh, nice people do not very nice things, don't they? Completely out of character and uh, that completely um, takes everyone by surprise and those closest to that person find it impossible to believe they could have done. Yeah. No, he, he loves his son so much. And if you could see what he's like just with other children... He's got so oh, yeah, but sometimes sometimes people lose their temper. They, they have, a you know, that, that kind of red mist. They have a, they have yeah. a rage. They, they, you know, when it, whenever you, uh, you, you hear about a murderer or, or someone doing something very naughty, they always speak to a neighbour or a relative and go, well, he never seemed the type. I'm so surprised. And yeah. we're always yeah. surprised and, when people we know people and love... That. If you look on some of the... Uh, the sites where the the Essex Police and stuff have put their uh, reporting of it um, and people's initial reaction, but when you know Matt so so much, we've kn- I've known him thirteen, fourteen years. My husband's known him twenty odd, and every he's been a close friend to everyone for so long. Do we you really know, know anyone? I believe we do. Because we've all, we, every, you know, people have got. Um... People have got secrets and shadows and 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 things that you know the, the behaviour that, that other people don't know about. Yeah, but they also have friends that they confide in, you know. And if you know someone that much, you know the truth. You don't. You don't. You know it. Okay. You know, uh, uh, Matthew. If I couldn't, it's just I can't put him into words. Mm. He is 
so lovely. Well, your your affection for the the gentleman you comes know. across, Samantha, and uh, yeah. he's certainly very I mean, lucky to have friends like you. Yeah, well, all of us feel the same. If you could, if anyone goes on change.org and and searches free Matthew Chalice, they will see all the comments on the bottom of all of his friends, all the stuff that they've wrote about him, and it is truly amazing. It brought me to tears. Everyone feels the same. And if you could have every one of those people on here, they'd all say the same thing. But again, everything with the greatest respect, that that, that, that that isn't a legal argument for his for oh, his no, innocence, no, is I it? Know. That's just people know, saying nice things about a bloke, which, you know, yeah. you could you could find people to say nice things about any bloke, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Samantha, so, listen, I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you, um, uh, the, you know, the, taking my questioning, because it's kind of my job is I have to push these things. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to keep in touch and see what happens. But uh, but the main thing is, the boy's all right. Yes, he that's, is. That's it's the most important dad. thing, isn't it? OK, yes. all right, brilliant. Yes. Samantha, thank you very much for your time. OK, thank you. Thanks a lot, bye-bye. 03459 555. I feel like I should ask a question off the back of that, but I don't know what question to ask. I'm not going to do the, well, what do you think? Because um, guess what? We haven't seen the evidence. We haven't seen the evidence that was presented in the court, and we haven't seen the evidence that Samantha claims the family has that would prove his innocence. But don't we all wish we had friends who had, uh, you know, unswerving faith in us? Yep. He's lucky. He's very lucky. I don't. I mean, I, 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 and, and courts make mistakes, and juries make mistakes. You know, and maybe this is a mistake. But, but at the moment, he is guilty. Uh, in in terms of, uh, he was found guilty in, in a court of law. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, how about those Texas? Yeah, we've got three. <laughs> what has Justin killed my audience? I like the mushy piece. So do I. We've got four, but one of them is just, uh, well, okay. Oh, it's just do you not... want me to read them all? How am I going to How am I gonna uh, um, fill with only three and a half right. Texas? Well, I'll read... It is tough, I know. I'll read these and I'll read them slowly. Kate from Milton Keynes. Good morning, Kate. Morning, guys. Say Are morning. you real? Come on, speed up. Come say, on. Mo- say morning back. Morning. For nothing special, Keith Lemon. Lemon. Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon. He's the French Keith Lemon. And to hit him. Yeah, no, you're wrong. I think wrong. she wants to hit him. Keith Lemon is hilarious. Wow. If you ever meet Keith Lemon off camera when he's in character, flipping it, man. It's just. I was doing Big Brother's Little Brother with him years ago, right? And it's a live show, but they had to rehearse him. He was going to improvise, freestyle a rap about Big Brother. Oh, no. And in the rehearsal, it was the funniest filthiest thing i uh, libelous disgusting full of sexual profanity it was hilarious and what made it even funny was you could see all of the producers who were like 18 on that program their faces just turned white and they're all running up to him saying um uh, lee and he won't answer to lee keith um, you, you, are you going to do that? You can't, you know you can't do that. Oh, right, I can't do that on the show. Oh, okay, right, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tone it down a bit for the show. It was brilliant. <laughs> Did he, though? He did tone it down. He, he, he goes up to the, the edge and then pushes it a little bit. But um, he, he's, I think he's brilliant. And I used to hate him. I used to hate him. We used to slag him off on a TV show I did. Then I, I met him and found him hilarious. And I said, I owe you a massive apology. I was so rude about you. And he said, yeah, I know you were. I said, I'm sorry. I think you're brilliant. Said, That's OK. I don't mind. Aww. I like uh, him a bit more now. I like He's nice. Speaking of the edge. Yes. Ooh. Bono, says John, the king of nothing special. Oh, yeah, there we go, the king. Uh, the, the king of nothing special, Bono. Really? He, and, 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 and he fits into a category from a, a few weeks ago. He didn't half look old now. 
Well, he does, yeah, but he looked old then. He looks old now. There's a picture of him with, with one of the Beach Boys, and I thought he was with the, the Beach Boy was with a, a Bono impersonator, but no, it's Bono. It's actual Bono. He's wizened in the face, not in the mind. Is it Bono or Bono? Bono. 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 That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Bono's the tribute act. That's what I'm saying, Bono. Okay. It's like um, Dido and... um, No, best not to go there. Yeah, that's it, Dido. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking particularly slow on the M1 this morning on camera, heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 9 at Redbourne. Also, the A5 seeing delays between Kensworth and Junction 9 for Redbourne at the M1. The M25 very heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. And in Boreham, with the A1 is queuing, heading southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. So far on the trains, there's no problems to report. Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. Uh, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 7.16 on Monday the 20th of July. These are your headlines. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. David Cameron will use a speech in Birmingham today to try to dissuade people from travelling to join Islamic State militants in Syria and Iraq. Oh, that's going to work, isn't it? And police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people near, uh, near Bedford yesterday. Every weekday morning. One partially closed and the others didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me to not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, on BBC Three Counties Radio. God, that is a nasty growl. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. I love, I love the fact that. Um, by the way, Kelly, great to have you back. Thanks, Blair. I love the fact that David Cameron is um, talking tough um, about the so-called Islamic State. Two things. First of all, right. He, he, when I was away, he gave the BBC a right rollicking, which is what the government are going to do for a while. Get used to it. Uh, you'll miss us when we're gone. I hope you enjoy your Sky package. Um, he gave the BBC a right rollicking for calling them the Islamic State. We don't. We don't call them the Islamic State. There was a massive email that was sent round, massive. There was an email that was sent round about six months ago saying, please do not refer to uh, IS or ISIL as the Islamic State. Refer to them as Catherine. You didn't read the email. The so-called Islamic State. The so-called Islamic State. And then, and he says, you're, 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 you're um, making it legitimate by calling them Islamic State. All right, well, we'll, we'll make sure we call them the so-called Islamic State. And then... I don't think their title is the main problem. No. And then, um, what did he... Ref- you know he's on America, he's like acting tough because he's the tough man and he's, he's let um, our, uh, our, our bombers go and fight for America and, and bomb Syria without passing it through Parliament. Tough guy. Um, and then, what did he refer to the so-called Islamic State as on American television? He didn't, did he? He called them the, uh, uh, a caliphate. Which gives them wow. complete... Caliphate is like calling them the kingdom. It gives them so. complete legitimacy, you massive hypocritical toffee-nosed plum. 
The caliphate is what they're trying to establish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he, he referred to them like as the caliphate. What okay, guys. And so now what he's doing... Who do we it, write to? <laughs> him! He's the only person we can write to. So now what he's doing is uh, he's saying we need to um, fight back with British values. values. Oh, my God. With British values? What, 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 what does that mean? I don't want you to phone in. That's lazy. How does that stop people's heads being taken and off? And also, the British values are the things they don't like. They don't like it. David Cameron's going to launch a five-year plan in Birmingham to dissuade people. OK, guys, um, so uh, what we're going to do is I really don't want you to go because um, the boys are going to have uh, bombs on them and the women are going to get married off to older men and raped, OK? Well, he's the enemy. They're going to... Of course he's going to say that. And what exactly are British values, by the way? Is it like being Raci- patient and tutting? Casual racism. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. That's it, isn't it? Queuing, keeping your rage in your stomach. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I I, I just think David Cameron's on uh, on uh, on television too much. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. You might want to give us a call about this. You might not. You're not wanting to this morning. It don't matter. I'm not bothered. Dog discipline, naughty. Oh, where's my Barbara Woodhouse? I've left it at home. When Sean Moles spotted a woman using a shock collar on her puppy, she had to get involved. Um, and boy, oh boy, did she get involved. Sean's on the line. Morning, Sean. Morning. What happened? Well, let's just say I got a little bit carried away. Go on, then. Um, I was walking my Labrador in a place that I always walk in, and I saw a dog over the other side of the water Yeah. Uh, just doing a little bit of jolting. To which I thought maybe there was something wrong with the dog. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bit more watching, and I realised that the lady was shocking the dog. Looked like now, by shocking, you don't mean you don't mean saying rude words or showing naughty pictures. Absolutely she had, she had not, the, the shock no. collar on. Looked like she had a phone in her hand, oh. which is why I didn't sort of put two and two together. So when I realised this was what was happening, I went over to the lady in a very calm manner. And said, um, why do you think this is acceptable to do this to your puppy? Which I was responded to, this isn't a puppy, this is a six-month-old. I would still call that as a puppy. Um, Every time the woman spoke, this dog was paralysed in fear, knowing that it was going to be shocked. So So the collar was working then? Oh, absolutely. The dog was physically jolting every time the woman pressed it. And she was very press-happy. Well, how many times did she press it? I would say at least 12 before I went over, realising what was happening. When I was speaking to her, I explained everything that I'd gone through training with my puppy and how um, my trainer's called Karen and she does reward and treat. And my dog trusts me, will do anything for me. And I showed her that and she was having none of it. Well, my trainer does this and this is how I'm going to do it. And when I said to her, to try and call her dog in a nice, calm voice. She did it, and then when the dog didn't come, she shocked him right in front of me. Oh. So I just leaned over, grabbed the um, remote out of her hand and threw it into the river. Oh, I'd have been furious if you'd done that to me. She wasn't that furious. She oh, was more shocked. That's a bit rude, isn't it? Nicking something of someone's and chucking it in a canal. But I had to think of the poor dog. Well, yeah, but you stole something and vandalised it. I did. Are you going to pay for the replacement? I, she took my picture. Oh. And I was more. Th- I said to her, 
whatever you're going to do, that's fine. I was too mad at the time. I just had yeah. to go. Because, OK, there are, there are two issues here. And, and, Sean, you can't go around stealing other people's equipment and, and, and no, uh, property and, throw, and damaging it. So you, you, have to, you have to pay for, for a new one, don't you? Well, she hasn't been in contact. OK, but if she got in contact, you'd, you'd pay for a new one. If she wanted me to. I'm yeah. hoping that she feels, by this being highlighted, that yeah. the shock collars are barbaric. Um, OK. You have a tone about you, Sean, don't you? A tone? There it was. A slightly confrontational tone. No, it wasn't confrontational at all to her. In your opinion. I am picking up, and I'm sure some of the... And I kind of picked up the the very first thing you said. There's a slight... um, Aggression's too strong a word, but there's 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 there's, there's 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 a something there, and I can't express it any more than a tone that some people might find excessively and unnecessarily confrontational. No, I absolutely wasn't confrontational. No, I, to what her. I'm saying I is, was... you, what I'm saying is, you wouldn't notice it because it's you that's doing it. I'm picking up on it. I'm I'm definitely but noticing I felt it. For the dog, yeah, the dog was my priority. That dog can't, hasn't got a voice. So I was being the dog's voice. But then the thing is, they're not illegal, are they? They're not illegal. But you just don't approve of them. In... It wasn't just that. It was the fact that the dog was physically looked like it was in pain and well, in fear every time she spoke. Why don't you call the police or the RSPCA? It was a spare-of-the-moment thing. I just wanted her to know that there was a different way around training your dog. And I just wanted her to know. It was only because she shocked him straight in front of me that that happened. It was not something I would normally do. It's interesting, isn't it, that you you you, uh, you have displayed... Because I, I agree, I think these collars uh, are unnecessary and unpleasant. But um, I'm just trying to think, if I had been in that position, you're, you're showing her that, 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 that using violence on an animal isn't necessary by doing something kind of violent and aggressive yourself. wasn't violent and aggressive at all. She you, had you it in grabbed her hand. A piece, you, yeah, you, you grabbed hand. a piece of equipment and you, 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 you broke it. I didn't break it, I threw it into the river. Do you think it's going to work now? It could possibly work. Oh, come on, Sean. You, you did something that was invasive, or, 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 and it just seems odd but that you I felt it was needed. She felt that, that the shock was. She felt the pain. shock was. But Sean, she felt that the shock was needed. What well, you that's did. Her opinion. Yeah, and that's your opinion. What you, what she did, could be argued that it's wrong. And we're going to speak to someone later on who thinks it's wrong, and someone who thinks it's right. What you did was definitely wrong. Oh, I know that now. But on the spur of the moment, I just needed to look after that dog, and that's all I could see. I could see the dog in pain, and I needed to stop that. Okay. Any regrets? No, no. I'm glad this has been highlighted. But I have no regrets. Um, I just hope the lady comes forward. Why do you hope she comes forward? What, so you can... What, to shame her or...? No, not at all. Just so that she can see there is another way of training. I think if she tried the other way, then she has both sides. But it's not illegal, though. That's the thing. It's only illegal in Wales. It's, It's not illegal. It no, may be unpleasant, it, it may be distasteful, but it may be distasteful to you, it may be unpleasant to you, you know, choke chains, I used to train my dog with a choke chain 20 years ago, you know, I wouldn't do it now, looking back it wasn't particularly nice, but that's, you, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's not really any of your business, is it? No, it wasn't, but I, if I see someone in pain, anybody, I would try and help them. Okay. Uh, Sean, well, let's let's see what the callers think. I really appreciate you um, you letting us know about it. Okay, thanks very much. There it was again. Thank you very much indeed, Sean. 
03459 455 555. I'm sorry that one opens to you. Maybe we can get Justin out on that one as well. Uh, if we can phrase it in a nice, unique, uh, non-local way, please. Um, I don't know. Uh, there's something about that. I, I think those chains, those um, collars are um, unnecessary and unpleasant. And if you use them, then give me a call and let me know why. And we'll be speaking to a dog trainer who, who thinks they're all right and that they can be um, kind of effective. I also know if someone, it's like if someone, it hasn't happened to us, but if someone comes up to you and um, has a go at you in a confrontational tone, and Sean doesn't notice this, I, I maybe... I picked up a confrontational tone from Sean, even when she was talking to me, and I weren't doing nothing wrong. But if someone comes up to you and questions the way you're raising your child, you're disciplining your child in a confrontational tone, my immediate reaction would be, well, get lost, none of your business, I'll do what I want to do. Um, I, and I just think that to, to go over to someone like that and, yeah, okay, say, look, actually, I think that's a little bit unnecessary and you're hurting the dog, maybe you want to consider something else. Here's the phone number of my dog trainer, why don't you give her a call? That would be fine. But then to steal someone's equipment and, and vandalise it. That, that's a sign that you've lost your rag, isn't it? And then you do, yeah. you do that, you lose the argument. Yeah, I, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Dogs and children, two things that people who also have them feel inclined to comment on your you know, your behaviour towards your own. I would love your thoughts on this, please. I don't have a dog. I might be getting one after losing the rabbit, though. I'm kind of off getting pets for the moment. Um, but um, I just think there are... There are, there are well, OK, I guess the question is, was Sean right to go and steal someone's equipment and vandalise mm -hmm. it? Um, because she, she disapproved. Also, be honest, if you're a dog owner, do you judge the other people that you see out with their dogs? Do you judge them? Oh, three, four, five. Four double five five double five. You can text as well. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. We're looking particularly busy this morning on the A1 heading southbound between the Great North Road and the Black Cat roundabout. Also the M1 on cameras looking slow southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Also seeing delays on the M25 anti-clockwise heading between Junction 21A for the M1 south and Junction 16 for the M40. And also the M40 itself London bound rather heavy just around Junction 4 for the Handy Cross roundabout. So far on the trains, not seeing any problems or delays to report. I'm Nicola Richard with BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, nice one, Nicola. 03459 455 555. Dogs with electric shock collars. Um, was Sean right to go and steal someone's equipment and destroy it? I'm not completely convinced by that. Fingers crossed we'll have the news now with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, the headlines. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence early this month. David Cameron will use a speech in Birmingham today to try to dissuade people from travelling to join Islamic State militants in Syria and Iraq. Police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people near Bedford yesterday. And a 34-year-old man will appear in court later this morning charged with stabbing a pensioner to death after a minor road accident in West Sussex. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
England captain Alistair Cook says yesterday's 405-run defeat by Australia at Lords was not acceptable. It was England's third heaviest defeat ever in runs, and their worst since 1948, after Cook's side were bowled out for just 103. Yeah, bowled out for 100 uh, on a wicket like that when you got about 150 overs to save the game, you know, isn't good enough, and it's uh, it's tough to take. Certainly, it's uh, frustrating, you know, not being able to match the standards we set at Cardiff to play like we have here. Now we outplayed them in Cardiff, and they outplayed us here. Irish amateur Paul Dunn is the joint leader of the Open Golf going into today's final round at St Andrews. Only the second Monday finish in 155 years. Dunn is joined on 12 under by the former winner Louis Oosthuizen and Australia's Jason Day with Jordan Spieth one shot behind. The Irishman qualified for St Andrews at Woburn. It was incredible, you know, it was, that day was the most enjoyable day I think I've had in my whole life. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to stick to my game plan really to let let myself hit the good shots and just deal with the bad ones when I hit them so I, I thought I did a good job of that today In football Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2-0 win over Paderborn with goals from Matteo Vidra and Odione Gallo also yesterday Boreham Wood lost 3-0 at home to Brentford tonight MK Dons go to Chesham Luton are at Gosport and Andy Murray has taken Britain to a first Davis Cup semi-final in 34 years after victory over France at Queen's Club with Murray clinching the win by beating Gilles Simon in four sets Murray and Britain will face Australia in the semi-finals in September The whole weekend has been fantastic you know, this team has done amazing things. You know, we're punching above our weight here and we're now in the semi-finals of the biggest team competition in tennis. And, you know, it's been a long road back from where we were a few years ago, but there's many players that have played their part in getting us here. And I'm just proud to be in this position and I hope we can, we can do well in September. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. I'll come around and bake your eggs. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Is the phone up? I forgot that bit at the end was there. Gosh, he sounded like he meant it as well. I've tidied all these up now. I had Good. a really geeky evening in a hotel in Birmingham. Um, once all the, the, the drugs and the women had gone, I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to tidy up my, my thing. I was wide away. I was buzzing. Uh, and so I've, I've, I've... Name one. Name one. Uh, doorbells. Hang on. There. Doorbells. <laughs> name one. Never. Sorry? <gasps> Never. Say that again. <gasps> Never. OK, there. <gasps> Never. There we go. Beautiful. Name, name one. Boobs is not news. So boobs is not news. Yeah. Oh, I miss Katty. Good morning, sir. Now, that one... Good morning, sir. It's get, I need to practice, but it's getting faster. This is a... Uh, Jack Russell. There we go. My nickname at school. Uh, Pat's in Houghton Regis. Morning, Pat. Morning, Ian. You all right, fella? Yeah, fine, thank you. You? Yeah, I'm, do you know what? I, it's, it's good to be back, particularly knowing I'm going to have another holiday in three weeks' time. Thank you, licence fee. <laughs> what you got for us, Pat? I want to know about, uh, have you heard anything about the massive operation on off-road motorbikes in Houghton Regis was a success? Because oh. there don't seem to be any reports coming in. Oh, well, we know about... Now, Bedford. Ca- Bedford. We know about Bedford, don't we, where they've, they've busted some bikes. They've, uh-huh. um, they've, they've got some bikes and some quad bikes and things like that they've confiscated. But I, I have no specifics on the Houghton, indeed... Have you got some breaking news, Simon? No, he just come in. <laughs> He's just come in to hang out with the cool kids. <laughs> he jumped up just as soon as Pat said, uh, I hear there's been a police operation in Houghton Regis on the bike. They did arrest some people last night at Houghton Pits. 
Oh, oh he does you know. They arrested some people at House and Pits, Pat. How do you feel about that, Pat? Pat. Good news, good yeah. news. Hey, Pat, while I've got you online... Yeah? Do you fancy a quick game of rock, scissors and paper? Who? Sorry? How can people not know how to play rock, scissors and paper? Do you know... You know it. So, you, rock beats scissors, scissors beats paper, paper beats rock, yeah? Does it? OK. Have you never played... Have you never been on a long car journey with children? I tend to go to sleep. No. Oh. All right, here we go. So we go. You're driver. not driving, are you, Pat? Yeah, well, yeah. At the count of three, you tell me whether you got rock, scissors, and paper, okay? One, right. two, three. What you got? Scissors. Oh, rock. I got rock. I smashed you. Right. Try again. One, two, three. Paper. I got scissors. Cut the cut the paper. Try one more. Hang on, hang on a minute. Don't I blunt your scissors? Well, have you got paper? Yeah, because paper blunts. Sharp yeah, over, oh, paper blunt scissors over about a hundred years. Well, we could play it for a hundred years, but it means I've won. No, only the rock blunts But I keep cutting. I've, I've shredded your paper. No, my paper's good material. Oh, it's good paper, is it? All right. Yeah, okay, paper. last one. One, two, three. Rock. Oh, man, I've got paper. Good game. Never mind. Try again. <laughs> If you want, and you'll you back that up. That was all legit and Absolutely. above the board. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. It was tournament standard. It was tournament standard. <laughs> standard. Tournament standard. Hey, listen. There's there's a really boring story in the newspaper. Just one. Um, but it's got an interesting phrase in it. Okay, we go to page three of the Daily Mail. Vending machines will soon serve salads. And hot burgers. Oh. I love big buns. And I love hot burgers. I love big buns as well, but... So boobs is not news. When we feed coins into a vending machine, we expect little more than a soggy sandwich or a tired chocolate bar in return. Uh, it's not 1976. It's a tired chocolate this bar. This isn't, um, what do they used to call the trains? British trains now. British, the British train away. What do they call it? British Rail. But imagine if it could serve up a plate of steaming lasagna. <laughs> that would be weird. A glass of fresh... I've never seen lasagna steam. I've seen something steam. <laughs> when we went, we went to a farm last week. Oh, no. And um, the, we, uh, the kids got to... All the kids got to um, um, groom a pony. It's not a euphemism. Do you know what the difference between... Here we go. Let me ask Kelly, because you might know this, Catherine. And I didn't know this. I did not know this. Do you know the difference between a pony and a horse? A pony and a horse. A pony is smaller. Catherine? Well, they're different. They're different species, aren't they? Right. So they've got well, short legs. Yeah. Kelly's right. A pony is just like a, is a small horse. Yeah, short legs, fat belly. That's not what you said. You said they're a different species. They are. So one's a horse, one's a pony. No, 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 but you can have a tiny horse and that would be cast as a pony. It's a, it, the, the difference between a pony... Short horse. The difference between a pony... I need horse experts, call it. The difference between a pony and a horse is an inch. Ha, it's ha, do it in hands. A, to be a horse, it's got to be like 14.2 hands. Hello. She's checking out. Oh, she's on the phone, is she? Sorry, I do apologise. She's, she's in Gafford. Oh, crikey. <laughs> Are we that You'll know, he's a, he's a horseman. He's a boring man. Um, he's a stud. Um, the, so, but, so, he talks a load of pony. <laughs> <laughs> it's on phase two, so he's not talking about this. What do you want, Gafford? Oh, I've got the name of a tired chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, hang on a minute. Let's see. If, let's 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 anticipate the gag. A tired go chocolate on, bar. On. Let's see where we can get to. Curly Whirly, no. Whisper. I've got an idea. Whisper. Go on, Kelly. Yawny. Like Yorkie. Your, yawny is good. We're going to keep that. Do you think that... he would do that? That's a bit rubbish, isn't it? Let, let's. Um... I've heard his and it is rubbish. Okay, um... let's. Hang on a minute. It uh, is. So. It, it, Gatford, I've been talking to you on and off for 15 years and you've, yeah. you've done one good call. Uh, um, let me think. When, can I just check? When was that? Because I need to go back and listen to it just to be up to date. It was towards the end of LBC, but in, it, to be honest, uh, I wasn't really paying attention then because I knew the, the, the game was up, so I might have imagined oh, it. Um, uh, a tired chocolate bar. Uh, Twix, no, Mars. Snores, a snores uh, bar. Right. Uh, Snores bar? Is that does that sound like a chocolate no. bar? Is it, is it a, ball that's no. bar? a quick nap. That's good. Someone um, should do that. A quick nap. Oh, a a a, a caranap. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love caramacs. Yeah, I, I do. Love... They're not actually chocolate though. They are just um, caramel flavored candy. Aren't it's they? just like brown and orange mixed together. I think they made out of plastic. Mm. Um, mm. Let me think. It's gonna be. It's gonna be um, a flaky flake out, a flake. A yawny. I said that. I because that's actually what no. I thought of it. Do you, do you want to put you out of your misery? No. 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 What about um, a Turkish fortnight? Catch me if you can. All right, Sana, we'll do in a minute. I'm busy. I thought of a backup. See, if they were still called Marathon, that would be tired because Marathon makes you tired. Yeah, they, they do. That wasn't the one. You know the, gr- you know the great joke, and I can't do the punchline about how I entered a marathon. You know the punchline? Do you know the punchline? Uh, I guess it's going to be... Um, I entered a marathon. <laughs> that is rubbish. <laughs> uh, Gaffer, do you know what, mate? You've beaten yeah. me. OK. Whisper. Give us a call tomorrow and let us know. <laughs> no, that's cruel. Go on, what is it? Whisper. I said whisper. Well, I said whisper right the Whisper start. was the Did first you know? thing we said, mate. And how is that tired? That's not tired, that's quiet. Well, no, but if you, if you whisper, you're probably tired because you can't talk. No, no. It's well, the fastest maybe, way to wear out your voice. You, maybe you're um, yeah. burgling. And if I was burgling, I wouldn't do it when I was tired. I was doing it when I was hyper alert. Uh, so, but you'd be, it would be at night and someone in the room would be tired. Go away. Um, you're assuming there's someone else in the room, Gatford. We all know that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> your knee was good, though, wasn't it? Um, when well, I said it. Yeah, when you said it, it was I better. sold it. I thought quick nap was best. Whisper, we said whisper. It's the first thing we said. Um, He's still there. But imagine if it, Gatford, Gatford. Could you? Any chance we could just bring back Justin Dealey for a week? No, but what? I yeah, c- in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Oh, but, okay. but what I can do is I can. I, I've got the technology now to um, cut you off. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. There we go. He's um, gone. So. We're talking about this. A steaming... Um, oh, yeah. So we're on the farm, and the, the kids are cleaning, uh, uh, brushing a pony. It's it's size. It's all down to size. And then they were... meant the pony had sighed. They were loving oh, it. Not this again. Uh, they were loving it. And they were they were loving it, right? And they were really proud of their work. And I said to the, the young girl who was, who was doing it, I said, are there any more jobs they could do? You know, might do she said, well, there's a massive pile of manure that needs to be cleaned it's up. It's called mocking out. They won't want to do that. I said, you don't know my boys. Boys? Who wants to go and clean a massive poo? Me, Daddy! <laughs> and they were fighting over who got to clean up the poo. Gosh. It was brilliant. I'm going to invent um, uh, a game. <laughs> a steaming lasagna. A gla- Now, see if you can spot the phrase here where my um, bullshine alert r- rang, OK? Go on. 
Imagine if it could serve a plate of steaming lasagna, a glass of freshly squeezed fruit juice or a gourmet salad made that very morning. But such an appetising idea could soon be a reality, according to Dr Morgane Gay, whose job as a food futurologist... Oh, boom. (laughs) A food futurologist? I'm making plans for dinner. Does that make me a food futurologist? (laughs) Yeah, I reckon in the future we're going to have... Sandwiches that make themselves from... They're, they're, you're going to buy a loaf of bread and it will suddenly just make itself into a cheese and pickle sandwich. You can get... And they stopped this, and I'm guessing because it was nuclear-powered. You could buy in petrol stations cans of coffee that you press the button and it would heat itself. You'd yeah. have a hot, a hot cup of coffee. Didn't you watch that thing over the weekend that I watched? Craigslist Joe. I did watch Craigslist Joe. fella gives him a ready meal that cooks itself. The Jewish fella gives him um, a hot... Sh- 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 mark- smackles or something. What's going to be Jewish food? Um, Schminkelus. Careful, because there's a very rude word that you're near. Okay. I'm always near a rude word. Don't say Okay. Don't Uh, say that. Anyway, they get, yeah, self-heating. So anyway, get some hot tamale or something, and uh, that's Mexican. And it self-heats, because what scenario would you need that? He's just got it lying around the house. Oh, I know. Yeah. Sabbath. That would count as cooking, wouldn't it? I don't know. Sometimes they, some some Jewish people uh, get around it. Yeah, tell me they about use it. They timers and uh, stuff. Dave, what have you been up to while I've been away? I've done a little garden. Well, that's fantastic oh. news. That's, that's good to He know. was on every day last week. A food future. Oh, he's running scared, isn't he? Anyway, what's this food bullshiner say? He's just, he just said something. Some things and stuff. 03459 555 on uh, the subject of uh, the uh, Sean, the lady uh, who spotted a dog being zapped. Um, Lisa said she had an air of authority and righteousness. Scott says, I think I'd rather wear the zapping collar than have that woman shouting at me. Well, Stephen... And um, Scott says, I liked her spunk, but she was definitely on her high horse. Stephen Milton Keynes, though, is uh, defending Sean. <laughs> Good, In okay. fact, his wife says she didn't go far enough. Oh. <laughs> My wife says she would have pushed the woman and her remote control oh, no. in the water. No, we don't encourage uh, violence. Oh, here's a texter. Tired chocolate. Lion bar. Lying bar. Yeah. Lying down. That's great. <laughs> well, it's not really, is it? If anything, it's r- even more rubbish. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's looking particularly slow on the A1 heading southbound this morning between the Great North Road and the Black Cat roundabout on the sensors. Also on Canberra, the M1 southbound rather slow between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And just getting in the A1M, that's looking particularly slow as well southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and Junction 7 for the A602. And queuing on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21A for the M1 South and Junction 16 for the M40. Also very slow moving on the A1 southbound between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. No problems to report on the trains this morning. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Where are we now? 7.45, Monday the 20th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. David Cameron will use a speech in Birmingham today to try to dissuade people from travelling to join Islamic State militants in Syria and Iraq. So that's that sorted then. And police seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people near Bedford yesterday. Here's Kate with the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. It's a rather cloudy start to the new week, I'm afraid, and it is going to stay cloudy for much of the day. Quite disappointing. We have maybe one or two brighter spells, but it will very quickly be filled in. We've got some light rain and drizzle working their way across the counties at the moment as well. So this light rain, the drizzle, likely to pop up anywhere at any point, but it is going to become progressively more humid. Quite warm and sticky today. Maximum temperature 25 Celsius. Becoming a bit breezier this afternoon as well. Now we do have a chance maybe a brighter spell as the cloud breaks towards this evening but that in turn comes with its own problems temperature could spike a little higher and we could see one or two showers develop but they'll clear away this evening leaving it dry and clear in the most part minimum temperature 12 celsius so for tomorrow it's a brighter start more sunshine really quite nice actually uh, but then as we head through the afternoon we could see a little bit more cloud maybe the chance of an isolated shower not a high risk though so you'll be unlucky to catch one maximum temperature still reasonably warm despite the breeze at 23 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. For over six decades, comedian Ken Dodd has been touring and selling out theatres. I'm very, very blessed, actually, Mr Nick, because if the jokes aren't connecting as, as much as I'd like them to, I can always uh, burst into song. Weekdays from 12. Much of that music, not least the Happy Mondays, has not only stood the test of time, it still sounds as fresh as it did then. It certainly does, yeah. 60s knockouts. Are you sure that weren't that other lot? Not us. Nick Coffer. Live at uh, Woburn Abbey for the uh, Woburn Abbey Garden Shed. It's very nice to actually speak to you in your home. You are the very proud garden manager. I am indeed, yes. I'm proud of what we've achieved as a team here at Woburn. It's fantastic. Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police have stopped two girls being taken out of the country, the suspicion being they're about to undergo a brutal rite of passage. Uh, this is the first time a female genital mutilation protection order has been used in the UK. It happened on Friday, the first day it was available to the courts. Well, Sean Basra is a detective superintendent from Bedfordshire Police and joins me now. Morning, Sean. Good morning, Ian. Uh, what, what can you tell us about this case? Well, first of all, Ian, I want to thank you for inviting me onto the show. It gives us an opportunity to raise awareness on what is a really important matter. Um, these two girls, there were, there were concerns raised through our partner arrangements and working together with our partners in the local authority in Luton. Uh, we approached a family court at Luton. It's only, the, it's only one of 23 courts in the country where you can apply for such an order. And uh, using the legal team at the local authority, we were successful in uh, getting an order, and now we are satisfied that these girls are safe. So th- what does the order mean? That their, their parents or their family can't take them out of the country? Uh, Ian, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very governed in, in relation to what I say uh, about the individual case. But yes, it does prevent those girls from being taken abroad. We had those concerns... There were genuine concerns that they may be subject to uh, female genital mutilation. And this order gives us and partners the opportunity to make sure that the girls are safe. Oh, of course, I pre- you know, if I ask anything that you can't say, then I, I appreciate the uh, delicacies of, of uh, uh, the delicateness, oh, there's not a word there, uh, of this case. How, in, in a situation like this, though, how, how would you stop a family? If a family wanted to get their children out of the country, there would be ways around it, wouldn't there? Uh, but this, this, is a, this is a legal order. It's been, uh, it's been granted right. by HH Judge um, uh, Gavin Arthur. 
it prohibits the girls from being taken abroad. Uh, there's, other, there's other factors to it, and it basically, the order is pre- it prepares the family and the girls in relation to anything right. that they may be planning to do in relation to female genital mutilation. And how long would an order like this last? Does it have a time limit? Uh, it, at the moment, we're still in the early stages of that uh, process with the courts, and yeah. for obvious reasons, I'm not going to go into the details of when we're next at court, etc. Okay, okay. Um, how do the police find out about something like this? Again, not necessarily specifically this case, but um, is it, it, it? Are there ongoing investigations? Are there people that you are suspicious of? Or are you entirely uh, down to friends and family kind of coming in and uh, tipping the wink? Where we are in, and, and you may well have seen the, the recent press in the Metropolitan Police uh, and, and figures that have been suggested nationwide, where we are here in Bedfordshire, and this is what's important to our communities, it's about raising awareness. And this is exactly what happened on Friday. There were concerns that were raised. They were fed through to the local authority and social services. We had a joint strategy meeting with social services we did a little bit of investigation, as is the police's right in these circumstances, and, those, and that rose those concerns. And through that working with our local uh, authority legal team, we went and got this order to make sure these girls are safe. And it's can about you... raising awareness. Yeah. And that's, well, that's what I really want to push. Yeah. And you can get this order quickly, can you? I mean, how long does it take to get? Uh, well, uh, the... Um, uh, the orders went live on Friday, as you've heard, on the yeah. 17th, and we got it that same afternoon right. at Luton. So it's, it's, a speed, it's a speedy process. You go in yeah. and, and it can be handed out quickly. Uh, can we expect more orders and uh, uh, arrests, do you think? Not necessarily with this case, but with, with, with other families? Uh, if, if it is an emerging problem, if people have concerns in schools or our partners or, or friends and family, then we will take the proportionate action to make sure girls who live in our county are safe. Good. Brilliant. All right, Sean, keep up the good work. Thanks very much for letting us know about that. And, um, uh, yeah, let's, uh, well, let's hope the message gets out there. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Detective Superintendent Sean Basra from Bedfordshire Police, 03459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, any Texas? Yeah. Hey! Oh, you want me to read them? Yes, please, Mark. Uh, Mark says, tired chocolate bar. Oh, there we go. Are we doing this? this well, it turns out we've turned into to Radio 2. Like well, beg, beg your pudding. I like the tired chocolate bar. Yeah, thing. I know. Well, but I, I, don't, I like it, but I don't think I'll like it for three hours. This is the kind of stuff you'd hear um, after the BBC Introducing Show on a Saturday night, isn't it? Give, give us your tired chocolate bars. We'll go, go, do you know what? Let's go for it. Come on. It's first day back for me. I'm, I'm warming up. Mark, drifter. <laughs> but it's not tired though. If it was chocolate bars about moving, then yeah, I'll give you drifter. But I mean, this is tired. Lee's stretching the elastic here. Lee from Leighton Buzzard. What elastic? Well, on the word tired. A wagon wheel. I don't get it. A tire is in like a wheel. Oh, for crying! Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's not stupid. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Um, Tony, um, Tony's joke involves a Jordan. That is accent. rubbish, isn't it, Dave? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Tony says, tired or tiered chocolate bar, bounty. You need to do this in a gaudy accent. I'm very tired. Why are you bounty? A gaudy accent? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the joke is and I don't really know what the spelling is. Tired chocolate bar, time out from Andrew and Jimmy in D-Town. That's I think they good. mean Dunstable. Are you real? They, I think... Mm. 
Can I have a fan in here, please? It's getting hot again, isn't it? Shall yeah. we just stand in there? Oh, for God, I don't know. And I think you'll find, says Maffin Hanslope, that Bono, we're also talking about people who are now special. Yeah. Bono is not a king, he is a self-proclaimed saint, says Maffin. Front page of the Daily Mirror. I don't see the problem with this uh, story. Um, £75,000 for kidneys on Facebook. Where do I sign up? I've got two kidneys, haven't I? Yeah. OK, where do I sign up? You sell one. For £75,000, yeah. You'd sell both, wouldn't you? For... What? <laughs> you only need one kidney, yeah? Is that right? You only need one, you only need one kidney. What How many kidneys is... have you got, Kels? Two, I think. Let's have a look. Quah. What nice you kidneys. Do you could sell one. Listen, you could get a nice little... Sorry, Catherine, yes. Get... I'm thinking of uh, like a scam. Yeah. Sell one, get yep. a transplant. Sell that one, get a transplant. Mate, I'm not going to... I don't want to milk the kidney system. Can you milk a kidney? Probably. British patients desperate for kidney transplants are buying organs off of penniless donors on Facebook. Facebook. There's not a page on Facebook, um, webuyanykidney.com. Sellyourorgans.com. Criminals have cashed in on the illegal trade by setting up deals across the globe. One fixer in Sri Lanka... Oh. I know some people say Sri Lanka. I know people who say Sri Lanka. Idiots. Sri Lanka. Offered to organise a transplant there for £75,000. But some poverty-stricken donors... I don't know why I'm laughing. I do no, know why I'm laugh. laughing. I do know why I'm laughing, because I've worked out what the phone-in is. How much would you sell your kidney for? What's the lowest you take? What's, what's your best price for cash on a kidney? 03459 555555. Some poverty-stricken donors sell their organs for as little as £1,200. I wouldn't go that low. I reckon the lowest, the best I could do for cash on a kidney... I'd go ten grand. I'd go £8,500. What, all in? Yeah. £8,500, that's my best price for cash. What's the best price for cash for, for one of your kidneys? For a kidney? Well, I'll be scarred. I've still got a couple of bikini years in me. Key, key, it's keyhole surgery now, mate. Oh, really? It's all keyholes. OK, boom, I'm in. They put it in your keyhole and turn the lock. I'd think... swap it for a house. Well, that's, you, that's more than 75. You, you're way off. Right, you're, you're out. Why? You're out of kidney poker. Someone might really want my kidney and I'd be like, OK, give me your house. But they, but that Unfurnished. Person... Oh, fair play. Oh, fair play. Mm. OK, she's it. not unreasonable. No. Um, what's, the low, what's the cheapest you do for cash for a kidney? Bungalow. Oh. Bungalow roof on it. That's where it comes from. I reckon mine's probably Use worth... your finger like everyone else. <laughs> I think I might have given mine a bit of a hammering. Work it out years. with a pencil. Hmm? Give them what? What are we talking about now? My kidneys. OK. Having taken a hammering over the years. I think they're probably... <laughs> It's probably about 20 grand's worth of... 50 quid and a bag of chips. <laughs> 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 oh, I made myself cackle. I'm cackling a lot these All days. All right, yeah, throw in a jumbo sausage as well. We're in. 20, 20,000 pounds for one of your manky kidneys. I'm Mank. not being... She's, as I'm saying, she's from up north. <laughs> um, oh, well, uh, eight and a half grand. What's the cheapest, dear listener, you'd um, do for cash for a kidney? The British Kidney Patient Association... I know people who were on the list who would pay for a kidney at this point. ...said, it is a trade in human misery. The only people to gain are the brokers and the middlemen and the people that get the kidney. Mm. Let's be honest. Let's not... You know, people are so desperate. I mean, there is a serious point to this. We're making slight light of the, the, the subject. But there are people who are desperate for a kidney... Mm. Who'd pay, I think. Who would pay? Who would pay top dollar? If I was desperate for a kidney, if my, one of my family was, I would pay. How much do you want? Right, I'll sort it out. But do you know that once you've had that, then you're on borrowed time anyway. You're going to need another transplant at some point. Because when I was a kid mm. growing up, they always talked about kidney no. transplant as if it was a one-off thing. It's not. No, you can last for years no, now. No, because it's a second 
cancer. It's a spare part. You can no. You can last for you can last for like decades with a kidney, with a fake kidney. Yeah, or, or you could last five years and need a new one. Doesn't your body reject it after a while? No, it either rejects it straight away, or after a while. I thought it was after a while. Well, only after a while because it's a second-hand part. Someone else has had a so go on. She, so the answer to your to the, the answer you gave, which you, the answer you gave was no. Well, it's not re- your body was, rejecting was wrong. it. It's, it's, it's wearing the opposite out. Of that is yes. Your, yeah, your body realizes that there's a, a foreign part in there that's not yours, no, so it pushes it out. No, steady, it's, steady. It, it's not like that. It's that it starts to wear out because it's already been used. Steady, girls. Can what? we keep talking about oh, kidneys? I, I got. No, I, how did it get so mucky? Above the the, the belt, please. A kidney's above the belt. About the it can be. Wait, pedal your belt. I'm failing out of that conversation. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the M1 heading northbound is rather slow due to a broken down car just at junction 6A for the M25. And in Tring, getting reports of obstruction on the road on the A41, um, just around London Road. And queuing on the M25 anti-clockwise, heading between junction 21 for the M1 and junction 16 for the M40. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. So what's your best price for cash? People who are nothing special. If you fancy a game of rock, scissors and paper, you're more than welcome to. Oh, at BBC 3CR, you can watch Justin having his mind blown by one of the simplest games in the world. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, family and friends campaign to free Hertfordshire man, Cameron's speech on extremism and Beds Police highlight protection order. BBC Three Counties Radio. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. 34-year-old Matthew Chalice from Bishop Stortford began a three-year prison sentence early this month. Friends, including Samantha Freight, have started a petition against his conviction. It's not just Matt that's feeling this pain, it's his son, it's um, Ollie's mother, Danielle, um, their family, their friends, and the petition so far has proved that. It's over 1,100 people now that have signed, and I would say 90% of those are all people that know Matt. David Cameron will use a speech in Birmingham today to try to dissuade people from travelling to join Islamic State militants in Syria and Iraq. The Prime Minister's aides say it's the most significant speech he's ever given on the subject of extremism. But he will accept that many people born in this country don't identify with the UK. These young Muslims in Luton agree. I understand like, why people are angry, but... I do think it's a bit extreme, you know, beheading people and burning people alive. I don't think it's going to get to a stage where ISIS will actually come into this country. But at the same time, they shouldn't be making new laws because a lot of Muslims, a lot of Asians would kind of feel discriminated. The Muslim community feels isolated. They feel isolated and they feel the government's not in touch with the Muslim community as such. Police in Bedfordshire seized a large number of motorbikes and quad bikes and arrested a number of people in a major operation involving the police helicopter yesterday. The riders were seen driving dangerously in the Caxton Road area of Bedford just after midday. Officers tracked the riders who made their way along the A6 and A421 towards Milton Keynes as well as the A1 at Sandy. 
Fire crews in Hertfordshire have been tackling a blaze in a field in Ware overnight. 30 tonnes of hay in an area of stubble were alight in Fanham's Hall Road. Crews were called just after 7.30 last night, with the fire not dealt with until 3.30 this morning. The first protection order to prevent female genital mutilation has been secured by Bedfordshire Police. It prevents the travel of two young girls who police believe may be at risk of being taken to Africa for the procedure. Detective Inspector Sean Basra is from Beds Police. It does prevent those girls from being taken abroad. We had those concerns. There were genuine concerns that they may be subject to uh, female genital mutilation. And this order gives us and partners the opportunity to make sure that the girls are safe. The M40 was closed in both directions in Buckinghamshire yesterday afternoon after a horse escaped from an overturned horse box. Firefighters caught the animal and rescued a second horse that was still stuck inside. It happened between junctions 2 and 3 just after 3pm. In sport, Irish amateur Paul Dunn, who qualified at Woburn, is the joint leader of the Open Golf going into today's final round at St Andrews. Only the second Monday finish in 155 years. And Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2 nil win over Paderborn with goals from Matteo Vidra and Odione Gallo. The weather cloudy with some patchy rain this morning, some sunny intervals this afternoon, feeling warm and humid, a maximum temperature 25 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. What are you beefing on about? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I forgot where I was. I was talking about half past eight to someone. So I thought it was half past eight. That's how dumb I am today. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What's the best price for cash for your kidney, sir? People who are nothing special. If you fancy a game of rock, scissors and paper, I'm your man. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. David says on Twitter, "Foreign kidneys coming over here, taking our jobs." I don't think you've quite understood the um, thing. Tony says, "I would sell my kids' knees for a mobility scooter." What? Oh, and um, there was uh, there was something else as well. Um, 03459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 81333, start your text 3CR or ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Uh, we spoke to Sean Moles earlier on. Uh, she's a St Albans dog walker who felt that she had no choice to intervene when she saw a young puppy being shocked with an electric dog collar. She spotted a young basset hound looking distressed, so she confronted the owner. And when the conversation didn't go the way she wanted to, she grabbed the remote control for the electric shock and threw it in the canal, thereby rendering it useless. Uh, the use of shock collars is not illegal in England. Well, Karen Tung is a qualified puppy instructor and dog trainer from Hemel Hempstead uh, and joins me now. Morning, Karen. Good morning, Ian. What are you th- you're getting a dog. Well, uh, well no, let's calm down. It's being discussed, although we had the passing of a rabbit last week, so I've gone off pets for a little bit. Oh, but um, well. it's... I was going to say, it'll get you down to a 34-inch weight. Oh, yeah, I know. It will, it will get me walking. A cockapoo is what I'm looking at. Lovely. Uh, electric shock collars, what are your thoughts on them? Well, I am very much in the against um, team, really. 
um, and it's not a sort of a lonely voice, Karen Torrent, I'm against the world. Um, there, I think your sort of research was saying there's lots of um, other associations who are anti. The Kennel Club are against it, the RSPCA, the Blue Cross, the Dogs Trust, Wood Green, Battersea Dogs Home, uh, my association, the Association of Pet Dog Trainers, the Pet Professional Guild. So all of these, you know, associations who work with dogs see the damage that can be left by shock collars. Why are they so bad? Because you don't need them. That's not now. Now now, I'm going to pick Karen. Let me pick you up on this. I'm not going to. That's not an answer because you don't need them. That doesn't mean that doesn't say that they're bad. Well, if you don't need to use something that causes pain, and there are other methods of training, why would we want to use them? If I can train a dog to instead of suppressing a dog doing something that I don't like and feeling that I've got to wait for it to do it and then zap it or punish it, why don't I instead think what do I want my dog to do instead? How can I train that in that dog? How can I reward it for doing that? And then we don't have this sort of confrontational. But but how much does does it hurt the dog? I mean, obviously it, it shocks them, but does, does does it hurt them? If it doesn't, then it doesn't work. It's got to stop a behaviour. So it was quite interesting when you were talking to Sean and you sort of did say to her, you know, so it would work, and she said yes. I, it's sort of a bit muddled because this woman was apparently calling her dog to her. It wasn't coming. It was being zapped. And then I don't know um, about you, but trying to learn something while you're in pain is a very stressful thing to do. I don't think that that dog knew what was required of it at all. Um, and what can happen, I mean, you know, with sort of shock, when a dog gets shocked, it's got no idea what's caused, caused the pain. It's far more, far more likely to think it's something around it rather than the behaviour that it's actually doing at the time. And they can feel as if they're under attack, they want to protect themselves, and quite a lot of dogs will then attack another dog or their owner or an animal close by when they're being shocked. Karen, so say that. I want to bring... Um... So let me just want to bring in uh, Mick Martin, who's a dog trainer from Stevenage, into the conversation. Mick, these, these, these things are cruel and barbaric. Hello, Mick. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I, I um, have seen them being used by a trainer in Wales who used to stop uh, dogs worrying sheep. And uh, he's a totally uh, professional trainer. People go to him from all... Well, used to go to him from all over the country. And he used to stop dogs who... Uh, were high drive dogs who used to chase sheep and would would kill the sheep so in in the hands of someone like that who knows what he's doing you know where am i to say he's doing it wrong but with a a normal pet owner with a little puppy in the park is ridiculous so why do people then use it mick well because because it's there really i mean like, like the other lady said um she's this woman's put a collar on to try and train a recall. Well, you can do that with a piece of cheese. Yeah. You know, you could just train the dog to cut. It's a puppy anyway, and why would you, why would you use something like that on a puppy? This is the thing I can't get my head around, and I, 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 I am considering getting a dog. I've, I've, I've come over to the, I'm coming over to the dark side. But uh, it's Mick, the light side. Don't no, don't don't say that to my poor cat. Um, but Mick, what, what, why do people do it then? Do they see it as the, 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 the quick and easy alter? Is it the shortcut to, to training dogs? Is that how people perceive it? I think it is. I think, I think people probably think if they, if they um, have a remote control like they would for their television, they can remote control their, uh, train their dog. Well, it's totally nothing like a television. Um, even uh, the other trainer has just described um, how if you, if you do a recall you know, and you zap the dog, 
it's going to think that the pain's come from somewhere else and, and maybe run away or attack another dog. Um, and what you want is a positive experience. You want the dog to learn that when he comes back to you, it's a good thing, not that if it stays out there, it's going to get hurt. Karen, where are people getting this idea from then? Are they seeing it on, like, Amazon or something and going, oh, that looks easy? Or are there, are there unscrupulous dog trainers that, that are promoting this as the way forward? I think it's possibly a bit of both. I think if you go into any dog park, you have lots of dog owners who are all experienced dog owners and give out advice from what they've seen on the telly or try this or try that. And, you know, I mean, I would imagine and I really hope that that lady does love her dog. You know, you, you would hope that. She's obviously having challenges and she's trying to do it. She has got this information from, I don't know, I'm pretty upset if it is a trainer, um, but we are an unregulated industry. So, um, you know, anybody can really set themselves up as a dog mm. trainer. Um, but, you know, I would, and I did say in the heart ad that I would give her free lessons I will welcome her. I'm not going to judge her on what she's done beforehand. I run recall workshops, and she will have a blast. She will have fun, so will her puppy, and she will get a really good, reliable recall. Mick, so have you ever... Out there. Well, well, we'll see. Mick, have you ever um, tried one of these collars on yourself? Yes, I have, yeah. what is it? What does it feel like? How big's the shock? Yeah. As part of the instructor training, what we do is we have um, a large amount of equipment that we bring in. Uh, we... We train all the trainers to have a look at all the equipment so that they understand what this stuff is. So if a client turned up, say that lady turned up and she had an electric collar, we'd have to explain to them how, how it's, there's an easier way. So w to make that more dramatic and let everyone know what the score is, um, we, we try it on ourselves. So usually it's either uh, 1 to 9 or 10, 20, 30 to 90. So it comes in nine stages. Um, one to three, you can usually take it. You know, it's a small tingling sort of sensation. Yeah. Um, once you get to five, it's uncomfortable. Six to seven, it's hurting. Anything eight or nine. And it also, it depends how close you are to the remote control. If you're standing right next to the remote, it's going to be a lot worse than it is if, the, if you're standing 100 yards away. So if the dog's coming towards you on that recall and she's zapping it, remember, as the dog's coming towards it, uh, as the dog is coming towards the handler, it's getting worse. So she, you know, clearly, mm. uh, you know, there's no, there's no um, knowledge there as to how this thing even works. Mick, uh, on a completely selfish tangent, cockapoo is that the way forward for 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 a lazy man with with I, two kids? I think if um, I was Ian Lee, uh, I would get a cockapoo. Yeah. Yeah, now, hang on a minute. Now, hang on a minute. You're, now, I know we've got history. You're saying yeah. that with a tone. You're saying that with a tone in your voice. What does that? What does uh, he mean, Karen? Uh, I, I, I don't Ian, know. Ian, Ian, I, you know, I, I'm the. I was apparently described as the maddest man on television, and you were uh, bonkers. That uh, fair uh, play. That know, was that was ten years yeah, ago. And you were bonkers. Let you live it down, mate. So, cockapoo, well. please come up to the training ground. I'd love to see you handling. I bet you'd love to see me handling. Uh... Poo. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Well, I'm glad you went for that one. Uh, Karen, uh, to, uh, Mick, it's nice to talk to you both. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Mick's TV show, which I think was on BBC Three, Dog Borstal, he was bonkers in it. Come on. And I was on a TV show. It was about, uh, I'm guessing, 10 years ago. About 10 years ago, and I was a bit rude about Mick on there. But he still comes on, so he's a good sport. Thank you, Mick. Thank you, Karen. So there we go. Two of the, the, the leading dog trainers 
in the country, I'm going to say, saying that these electric shock collars are not a good idea. So why would anyone use them? Really? It's the same argument as giving your kids a slap, isn't it? Giving, I had a row on Sky yesterday with one of the hosts who said it was all right to hit your kids. I said, no, of course it's not. But they need to learn respect, yeah? Well, then they learn that through fear. No. Respect and fear, there can be a correlation, but there shouldn't be. I respect doctors. I don't fear them. And it's the same thing with dogs, isn't it? We shouldn't have to, uh, to zap them to do that. It's a bit lazy. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. I don't know. I'm giving it out. No one's calling in. I, mean, I, I, I can take the hint, guys. We might have to start phoning out for people. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the A1M are looking quite slow moving at the moment, heading southbound between Junction 8 for Stevenage North and Junction 7 at Stevenage South. The M1's looking slow. It's due to a broken down car just at Junction 6A for the M25. And entering the A41 northbound, we're getting reports on obstruction on the road just at London Road. And the M25, very heavy moving anti-clockwise between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. And queuing on the M40, heading out of town from the Denham roundabout to the Swakeleys roundabout. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm doing a radio show, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing... Um, I'm trying to... I'm doing a radio show. Are you? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's what he did. Just as Nicola's finishing the travel... Look this, right? Just as Nicola's finishing the travel, <laughs> he leans over... Am I allowed to say what you were going to show me and why you yeah. were going to show it to me? Yeah, I'll show you it now while you're talking. He about leans it. over to show me a picture yeah, yeah. of his dog, right? Picture of his baby, year, isn't it? She's a year. Yeah, it's, it, she's a year old today. Happy birthday. No. <laughs> but but, but that, that's just a picture of a dog. There's no hat, there's no it's party my, blah. It's my dog, she's a year. She's I noticed beautiful. the one on Twitter, She's. I mean, she's beautiful. She, trim. She yeah, I don't and want a, a fat blue. Labrador. On Twitter, did you use her some sort of it's filter? Little, uh, right. Yeah, I've got no, a, she, I gave her a Phyllis Pierce rinse. Oh, Guys, nice. With the gra- for a birthday. Oh, Phyllis. That still makes my grand laugh. Guys, can I, with a great respect, if you want to have that conversation... Yeah, but in many ways, this was part of the headlines. You're right. You're absolutely right. Shall I? Shall I continue? Yeah, go. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks very much. Okay. Right. Here we go. Eight sixteen, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon Smith's dog is one today. <laughs> you tell Every my mother. Saturday morning from six. David Priva. Are you surprised? to hear of people still leaving their dogs in cars in hot weather? No, I'm not really. I think they're uneducated. What did you do? Broke the window at the back, the small, like a little quarter light window. And I thought, I'll see it on the Sweeney. You know, you put your elbow through. That the Sweeney? <laughs> David Prever. Hang on. Kristen, you've got to calm down. I'd have plenty of water with me and my sun hat on and everything. It's Prince Philip, who uh, was a little bit uh, agitated in the heat yesterday. He dropped the RAF word, I think, is the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, your weekend diary is looking empty and you're thinking, what shall I do? Let me fill it up for you. David Prever, every Saturday morning from six on BBC Three Counties Radio. Cockapoo's that? No, it's going to get bigger than that. Oh, you... that, that, that cockapoo yeah. is no bigger than that. Yeah. I can deal with that. That's smaller than a Labrador. That is what you're holding there. Well, yes, yeah, this is, right. you said they're the same size. Well, well, I've got a small Labrador. But you'll grow big. No, they do. she's quite small. They, they grow. Dogs grow. 
She's a working Labrador. I wouldn't suggest you get one of those. Oh, really? She's she works. What? She, she'd she, like to work. She yes. turns, turns tricks for cash. She she'd like to be. Uh, she'd like Just to call be this the, dog a prostitute. I know. Isn't that awful? She'd like to be on the conveyor belt at Heathrow Airport, sniffing cocaine. Oh, wouldn't she, we all? If she had the chance. <laughs> wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Really, it's it's so Moorish. Yeah. Um, um, so it's her birthday today. Um, yes. Uh, is, she, is she listening? She will be listening, yeah. Then she has you on every morning. Yeah. And we uh, we can't mention any presents, potential presents <laughs> no. that she may be getting that Daddy may have got no. her later on. No, no. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a cockapoo because I want something small that was friendly with the kids. But then you told me that they're, they're mad dogs. Yeah, they are quite mad. In what way? I mean, well, they're, they're the kind of dogs that... Uh, sorry for, to offend anyone that's got... They're the kind of dogs that um, slightly bonkers people get. Well, you just said that Tara, the producer of Roberto's Tara, show, Well, one. Tara Gungafell has, uh, has a cockapoo, yeah. I see your point. Yeah. Um, now, the, I've done a lot of research into this. Yeah. In as much as I typed in cockapoo yeah. and went to Google Images. Mm-hmm. Um, and from, from the pictures, it looks like it's the ideal dog for me. Yeah, well, that's the best way to, to really tell. Just Beautiful. look at pictures okay. of the dog. Awesome. Are you sure you've thought this one through? They're yeah. quite a lot of work. Ah, that'd be fine. Right. You can give them medicine to make them sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Shock them with the collar to um, make Will sure... Will you that... bring it in every morning? Will you have a bed in the in the studio? No, because I don't believe in bringing uh, dogs to work. Only um, um, weirdos do it. And, and only weirdos suggest it. <laughs> well, yours isn't out there, is it? My, but, but special my... birthday treat. <laughs> Come and see where Daddy works. No, no, mine's not. I'll tell you why. Because she's a little monkey and sometimes she still does a little wee. Oh, I'd love... Are you, are you carpet? You've not got carpet, have no, you? No, no, no. That's good. I'd love a little monkey. I prefer a monkey dressed as a bellboy serving me um, cocktails. Can you still get those? No. That's a shame. That's political correctness gone mad. What's on your show? You had, you had a good holiday, didn't you? It's done you good, I can see. Oh, it's done me a lot of good, yeah. got some colour in your cheeks. You've been Thank sitting you. in the garden, haven't you? I've gone up a waist size. I've bought... Th- these yeah. These are 36. I had to buy some bigger jeans. 30, and I've, got, I've, got, I've gone up in pant size. <laughs> in pants? <laughs> No, Don't wink the, at me like cause that. Because of, of the wastage. <laughs> the, the waste. The waste. It was a lot, gone up in waist size. You've got a fat bottom. Thank you. It's the kindest thing you've ever said. What, are you doing a show this morning? I thought I might. Do you know what you're going to talk about? Do you want to finish at nine? I'll take over. Yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, this morning we're talking about... It's a story that kind of was around very much on Saturday and it's still all over the front page of the papers today. Um... The Sun published footage recorded in 1933 showing the Queen as a child of about six performing a Nazi salute at Balmoral. The Queen Mother and the then Prince of Wales, who became Edward VIII, were also shown making the same gesture. Buckingham Palace says it's disappointed that a film, apparently from the Queen's personal family archive, had been obtained and exploited. Well, the Sun has defended its decision to publish the photographs, saying it was an important document of social history. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your reaction to this. Um, certainly when I heard this story on Saturday, I was horrified, absolutely horrified, and I noticed today the royal family are considering taking legal action against mm. the Sun as, as a result of this. Well, from nine this morning, I want your views, your reaction. Was the Sun right to publish pictures of the Queen doing the Nazi salute? Your calls, your reaction on 03459 555555 from nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Um... Is that message for me on the screen? 
what, what, what am I supposed to... Ah, thank you. John's in Dachshund. Morning, John. John? 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 Are you sure that message is for me? Yes, it was. Where's John gone? John? Hang on a second. John? Put your fader Where... down a second. Oh, for crying out loud. Okay. He's gone, mate. Right, let's phone him back. Hang on a second. I can fill the time. Unga, 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 shango, unga, unga, unga. I think that is a ridiculous Hello, John. I'm gonna me, pop me too. Through. John's coming through live. Is John there now? Yes. Fader two. Good morning, John. Hello, young man. Oh, well, may God bless you, sir. What, what, what happened? Did you bottle it? No, I heard Mr Jonathan Vernon Smith. It went all crackly and then he cut me off. Yeah, that was our fault. We didn't want to talk to you. But do you know what, John? I feel guilty about that. And so I'm welcoming you back with open arms. Thanks for t- accepting my apology. Uh, what have you called in for? Cockapoos. Yes? Uh, when we walk out, dog, we regularly meet two or three of those, and they are absolutely balmy. Well, what do you mean by balmy? They tear around. They, they just scatty. Got loads and loads of energy. So if you want a, uh, lots of long walks, get one of those. Well, but um, I, I don't. I don't mind lots of long walks. I mean, but if I have a cockapoo at home, first of all, will it get on with my kids? Yeah, they are quite friendly dogs. We've They're... got a miniature schnauzer. <laughs> I don't uh, <laughs> I'm wife. sorry to hear that. I think you can get that sorted now. Yeah, uh, the cream is quite cooling. Yeah. Um, yeah, my wife walks uh, probably six or seven miles most mornings, and then about three or four miles in the evenings we go when I get home from work. Uh, See, I don't listen. As, as, as I've said this morning, I've gone up a, a, a chest, a waist size, not a chest size. Blimey, I've gone up a waist size, and so I'm I'm kind of keen to get out there and walk and walk and walk. So I'm not bothered about that. Uh, is it going to be obedient? That's what. Is it going to do what I tell it to do? Like you know, sit and stuff. The ones in the village that we meet, they seem to. Be... Oh, um, John, John, we're lo- John, we're losing you. I think we got your point. He's um. John has, uh, has disappeared. I think he's being censored by the uh, the dog Nazis. It was an appropriate word at the moment, what, the Queen giving it the old uh, the old heepo and or stuff. Appe- or appearing to. Appear- well, they could have been being Romans. Here's the um, no, come on, because we I all know. know we all know he was. But yeah, exactly. here's the thing. Um, I don't think it's that big a story. I don't. What child does something that uh, uh, you know? Relative- years later is deemed inappropriate. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Nazis in the nine. When, when was this? Nineteen thirty-eight. Okay, so they were they were still they were still up to no good. He'd just become chancellor. He was a bit of a joke. Everyone yeah. was doing impressions. But they was they, they were up to no good. Mm. Edward was probably bang into all that stuff. Um, but do you think he? I don't think he was all that clued up, Edward, at that, that point. Was, was, well, he was a playboy, wasn't he? he was a lot messing of the, around. A lot of the royal. The, now the son are doing this. Um, we want to see inside the royal files. None of your business. Oh. I think the interesting story on that is who who nicked the film? Yeah. Who went into the Queen's secret vault and um, uh, stole her eight, uh, 16 millimeter well, films? The latest movies. I heard this morning was that it might have been a documentary maker, and the uh, palace might have handed it over by accident. In that case. But then there would be some sort of contract between them as to what it was used for. Surely they can't just hand it onto a paper. Uh, the Queen would have signed a release. Okay. Queen would have signed a release. Um, right, 03459 Now, we mentioned this when I was away. I know it was spoken... Uh, well, we mentioned this before I went away, excuse me, and I know that um, it was spoken about last week when Justin was filling in. Uh, Penn School. Two days left before the final deadline. Parents fighting the closure of Penn School have put their business case to administrators. The special school went into administration out of the blue. As far as the families were concerned, everything was fine and dandy. There may have been a few problems. And last week, it's being closed. 
They've told it'll take uh, a million pounds to see it back open in September. Well, Amanda Burgess is one of the parents and joins me now. Morning, Amanda. Uh, good morning, Lee. Um, Ian, that's sorry. Right. No, don't worry, that's right. It's the, the, me being silly and having two first names. Um, has, has anything <laughs> happened over the weekend? Oh, there's just been so much happening. Um, Go apart on. from the fundraising continuing, just stories and things are coming out about how poorly parents have been treated over the last um, few weeks and months and uh, that um, the school and Buckinghamshire County Council have basically known the school is closing for a year. The school's been refusing help from different parties to have the school done up, etc. So we're looking into all of these stories at the moment, but we're Hang looking on. into so all of them. You, you've heard... You've heard that the council knew for a year it was going to close. That's what we've been informed. So uh, we're looking into all of these things that we're being informed of to see whether they're true or not. You need a million quid to get the school running. Are you anywhere close? Uh, Well, we're still a long, long way off. Um, So the reality of getting the million pounds seems a very uh, long shot at the moment. Yeah. Who do you blame um, for this, Amanda? Who are you and the rest of the parents, you know, angry with? The, the, the parents were angry with the trustees. The trustees are the ones that put the school into administration. They have known for ages that this is uh, the case. Um, the existing chair of governors who resigned in June through ill health, but she was very paramount in all of this absolutely furious with her she was all part of this and the leadership the head teacher um completely is to blame here's here's the thing that i think is is really sneaky about this and there's quite a lot of this that that, that makes it quite a stinky story but here's the here's the 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 thing the fact that you were told with, with less than two weeks to go before the end of term that's what i think is the really naughty part yes, of this. that's right. And the government knew on the 19th of June, and funny enough, I've just had an email this, this second, about two minutes ago, from Nicky Morgan's office, basically washing their hands of it because it was a non-maintained school, which meant it's not a government school, and therefore they can do nothing. We've just all got to work for the well-being of our children. But interestingly enough, the well-being of our children would have been to stay at Penn, not to be looking around the country at other schools that are few and far between. Catherine, who am I um, uh, who am I speaking to after the show? We're pre-recording an interview for tomorrow's yeah. show about this. Who am I speaking to? Stephen Baker, who is the Conservative MP for High Wycombe. So that's the constituency that the school right. falls into. And have you spoken to... Uh, or, or, do you know if anyone's spoken to, to Stephen Baker, MP, Amanda? No, I believe nobody's managed to actually speak to him. I've contacted him various times with no luck whatsoever. I haven't even had a reply. Um, one of the parents has had a reply, but again, it's coming back from the government, very bland, and from him particularly, he he, he can hear what we're saying, but that's it. Nothing He's to do with me, Gov. Uh, Amanda, we are... We're gonna, we are going to speak to him. I think we're t- I'm talking to him at half 11 this morning. We'll play it tomorrow. If, if there was one question, Amanda, you could ask him or one thing you could say to him, what would you want to say or ask? Just why are they not thinking about the children and what is best for them? They, they talk the talk, uh, but they are not actually listening to us parents. I'd like to have a face-to-face with him. We'd like him to lobby Nikki Morgan to have a meeting with her so we can talk face-to-face. They keep saying it's not their problem because it was a business, it's a private school. But all the majority of those children, I think bar two or three, were funded through the government. I don't pay for my son to go there, the government does. So therefore the government has a responsibility. So why on earth are they just letting this happen? And I do not understand it.
Catherine? Now, the reason we were talking, we want to talk to Steve Baker, we've been pursuing this for, well, all last week. He was a little bit reluctant to come on. But hopefully we'll speak to him at half past 11. I don't see why he, why there'd be a problem. But anyway, so we're going to try and speak to him because he put kind of supportive messages on his blog. This is the latest blog post about Penn School. Um, it says, this morning, this is dated, I can't see when it's dated. Um, oh, July 17th. This morning, so that's Friday. This morning I've had confirmation from Box County Council it is actively working with parents to find places at new schools for current Penn School students. The council's been in touch with the special education needs and disability team at the Department for Education and the department has endorsed the actions the council is taking. Fifteen children from Bucks are affected by the closure, eight of whom live in the Wickham constituency. A number have already been found new places for September. I will be monitoring the situation to ensure suitable places are found for everyone and to offer the council whatever help I can. Which is all well and good, but actually a lot of those schools that have been offered to the children are not appropriate places so the council has done their element as in they have managed to find a place for a child but it is not necessarily the place the parent sees as being appropriate for their child and will fully meet that child's educational need. Uh, and these kids they have got varying degrees of um uh, of what what, what they're autistic children there are deaf kids is that right? Yeah. These kids deaf, these kids need need a lot of help basically yeah. don't they? They're very complex needs children. They can, do not easily fit into one uh, box and tick the box to go to a, an autistic school or a deaf school. They're very complex needs children, and that was what Penn specialised in and what they were expert in. And, 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 you know, and that has now been lost for all the future children with those communication needs and difficult needs as well. Not just the children that are losing their places now, it's all those future children that will come up and they will not have anywhere to go to school that will meet their needs fully. Amanda, I'm going to speak to this MP at half past 11, fingers crossed. I know he wasn't particularly keen. He didn't like the tone of some of our tweets and bits and pieces, uh, but no. uh, quite sure that's got to do with anything. There's no tone in them. Uh, but no. we're going to speak to him later on. Um, I tell you what, why don't we get you on tomorrow? You can listen to the interview and then you can um, have your say afterwards. How about that? OK, that's lovely. Would you be up I, for I, that? Can I... I would, yeah. I just want to say we are still fighting. We're meeting again tonight, another parents' meeting tonight. We're hoping to meet with the uh, trustees, with Deloitte, um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're still fighting. I've also emailed all of the people that I blame personally for causing this for an apology, um, including um, Steve Baker in that email. And oh, hang on a second, hang on no a second. Response. Catherine, why have we had no one from the school come on? I mix, I've been away for a week, so I've, I've kind of missed we, it. We've approached the trustees. The trustees have told us that the administration have forbidden them from speaking. Oh, that's, the administrators have told us that they've done nothing. Yeah, of course they haven't. Um, yeah. Give me who, who, who? Let me phone someone after the show. Let All me right, phone we'll someone. Get the numbers. Um, we, there was also an episode uh, last week where you went for a meeting at the school and were refused entry, weren't you? Yeah, yeah that was last Monday. We all turned up and, and I'd had an email from Deloitte at three o'clock to say yes, it's definitely on. Because oh. I was and I said, great, I'm leaving now. It takes me two hours to get there from where I am. And um, at, at quarter to five when I arrived, I'd had an email partway through my journey to say it's all cancelled. The doors were locked. But luckily there were some teachers and uh, around and we they managed to go indoors, find Deloitte and they came down and okay. then agreed we could come in. Amanda, listen, I, I have to go because I'm late for the travel and stuff. I, we're, we're, let's talk tomorrow. I'm, I'll make some phone calls, see if we can get anyone to come on the show from the school. Bit cowardly not to, really, guys. Uh, a little bit cowardly not to come on and um, you know address the issues of these parents, really. Uh, and we'll speak to that MP and we'll, we'll see where that gets us. Right, we're a bit late. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's slow moving on the M1, heading southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. Um, also seeing delays on the M1 at Junction 6A for the M25. It's all due to a broken down car there. And queuing on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 16 for the M40. And also the A1 is queuing, heading between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. No problems to report on the trains. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Let's get the news with Mr Simon Ops. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Listers died and another was seriously injured after a collision on the A421 between Milton Keynes and Buckingham yesterday afternoon. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence and David Cameron will use a speech in Birmingham today to try to dissuade people from travelling to join Islamic State militants in Syria and Iraq. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Irish amateur Paul Dunn is the joint leader of the Open Golf going into today's final round at St Andrews, only the second Monday finish in 155 years. Dunn, who qualified at Woburn, is joined on 12-under by former winner Louis Oosthuizen and Australia's Jason Day, with Jordan Spieth, who's trying to win a third major in a row, just a shot behind. In my mind right now, it's about just trying to win this golf tournament. We, we were able to close a, a tournament last week when I was in a pretty similar position to this, and... Uh, you know, I've got another really good chance, and so I can really draw back on not only the U.S. Open and the Masters and, and major championship contention, but also on these tournaments that we've been playing in between and, and been able to close the deal. So, you know, it can happen again. England captain Alistair Cook says yesterday's 405-run defeat by Australia at Lords was not acceptable. The Ashes series is now level at one all. Here's Jonathan Agnew. England stressed that they won't panic and be pushed into making changes, but there's plenty to discuss when the selectors meet tomorrow. Lithe, Bell and Balance all appear to be lacking confidence as well as runs, while Moeen's wickets are picked up only when batsmen get too ambitious. Cook denied that there's a deliberate plan to produce slow pitches to negate Johnson and Stark, but this one was devoid of any pace, negating England's seam attack, while the Australians were as effective as ever. A lack of wickets, a lack of runs and a lack of appetite against the short ball. There's much to ponder. In football, Watford rounded off their pre-season trip to Germany yesterday with a 2-0 win over Paderborn with goals from Matteo Vidra and Odio Nigalo. Also yesterday, Boreham Wood lost 3-0 at home to Brentford. Tonight, MK Dons go to Chesham. Luton are at Gosport. And Andy Murray has taken Britain to a first Davis Cup semi-final in 34 years after victory over France at Queen's Club, with Murray clinching the win by beating Gilles Simon in four sets. Murray and Britain will face Australia in the semi-finals in September. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. So we were going to. Uh, what's the, the, the? I feel we should do these things out on air, not to denigrate anyone, but just let everyone. We should do our working outs. Yeah, workings definitely. out or working outs. Workings out. I would say we should show our workings outs. On air, we have been speaking this morning, it's been in the news, about uh, Matthew Chalice, 34-year-old from Bishop Stortford, uh, began a three-month, three-year, excuse me, 
prison sentence. He was accused of, of shaking his four-month-old baby boy and uh, causing damage that caused him to have a fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and his family and uh, people uh, protest his innocence. We spoke to Samantha Freight, who's a friend of the family, who said there was evidence, evidence that he was innocent. Uh, and we were supposed to be speaking to Matthew's former partner, have yeah. I got that right? The so mother the, of the boy. The, the baby's mum, who yep. is, is speaking out in defence of him and saying that you know he didn't do anything of the sort and that, to, to suggest that he'd harmed his boy is ridiculous. Yeah. But unfortunately we're getting no, no answer on any of her phones. We've, well, we had three numbers, is that right? Yeah, we did. For her, and we've tried all three. And one switched off, one is an answer phone, and one... I don't know what's going on. So, I, I, you know, make of that what you will. I'm not, not, I'm not drawing any conclusions from that. It may be a technical error. But three phones, t- technical error on three phones seems Unusual. unlikely. Shall I try again? Yeah, please do, Kelly. I'll turn your microphone off. Please do. Um, my, what I make up from that is, is that uh, I, I kind of asked Samantha some slightly tricky questions. I don't think it was particularly aggressive with the interview with Samantha. I, I asked some slightly tricky questions as to how a, a, a court and a jury could find someone innocent, but yet they, they, suspe- they uh, could find someone guilty, excuse me. But the family and friends uh, thought he was innocent. I asked w- what the evidence was, and she said, well, it's not up for me to, uh, to say I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, this woman do it. Yeah, she kind of kicked it forward for Danielle, didn't she? Um, and Danielle's not answering. And, you know, maybe she bottled it. Maybe she got angry with what was said. Maybe there is a technical problem. We just don't know. Maybe she forgot. Maybe she forgot. Those, those but you are would all, think if it was that important, you wouldn't forget. Those are all potential options. So uh, 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 who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll keep trying. 03459 is the phone number if you... Uh, you want to give us a call? So it's, it turns out it's true, Catherine. What's true? What I've been saying this whole time. What do you do if a shark attacks? You stick your finger up its... Um... No, that's if a dog bites. Oh, right. And um... the block of wood is if a, a crocodile attacks you. You punch it. Mm. And there's a fella who punched a shark and he survived it. Jaws breaker. Like it. Boom. Top surfer punches shark... Punches shark to escape attack. A surfing champ has an amazing brush with a monster shark, a monster shark, and escapes by punching it. Tough Aussie. They all, they're all tough, the Aussies. They all sound tough. I'm flaming tough, Justin. <laughs> Give me another tinny, otherwise I'm going to punch you in the balls. <laughs> like the accent. Very Thank smooth. you. So this is Australian. Mm. Tough Aussie Mick Fanning... Pardon? ...belted the Jaws brute, I mean shark after it closed in on him in the final of a tournament. And after his narrow escape, he clamped his hand to his head in relief. Clamped his hand? Saying, I'm happy to never compete again. <laughs> the shark grabbed the leg rope, attaching Mick to the board, and began to drag him under, drag him down under, as he paddled out to sea in South Africa. Descri- describing the scare... The three times world champ said, I saw fins and was waiting for the teeth. I punched it a couple of times and the rope broke. I can't believe it, mate. So tough times. Tough times in tough Shark times. in Wallabaloo Bay. He was on TV last night talking about this. And uh, yeah, obviously he, he punched the shark, which was the right thing to do. But afterwards, it kind of calmed down. The adrenaline had, had left his body. And he was on TV just crying. And I thought, wow, there is a man who has quite literally almost been eaten by a shark. He survived. And to see him on TV crying, I felt emotional last night watching him, I have well, to say. You, you are a, a very... Very emotional person, it has to be said. Uh, Justin, uh, something's just popped up. Can I come back to you after the news? Whenever you want, boss. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. And I just can't quite see the script that I'm supposed to be uh, seeing. Where would I? Where would I find that script? Where have you put it? Oh, there it is. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, we were talking about um, 
uh, Matthew Chalice and how we were trying to get hold of Danielle. And we've, we've, we've got hold of Danielle. Danielle is on line two. Morning, Danielle. Morning. Uh, so let's just, just recap this story. Uh, it's uh, Matthew Chalice, 34, from Bishop Stortford. Um, he, he recently started a three-year sentence. Um, he was found guilty of, of uh, shaking yours and his baby boy uh, and causing um, serious damage that resulted in a fit. You think he's innocent. You, you, you and your, your family and friends are taking a petition, petition to Westminster. Why do you think he's innocent? Just because I've only ever associated love between Ollie and his dad. You know, he's got such a protective nature in him. I just know that whoever was at home with Ollie that day, Ollie would have presented the exact same way. Um, more medical evidence has come to light, which I can't um, discuss because of obviously I don't want to jeopardise the appeal. But I don't think the I don't think you telling us the evidence would jeopardise the appeal, would it? Oh, it absolutely would. Believe you me. Wh- and why is that? Because if you disclose new evidence before it goes through the appeal, a member of the jury could be listening and they could be swayed. So I've been advised I mustn't speak about any new evidence. Um. Okay. But, but the, you, you, why wasn't this evidence presented in the initial court case? Unfortunately, we sort of ran out of time. I mean, we found the new evidence. We needed to get new medical experts to come to court to obviously disclose it. But it was going to take between sort of eight to 12 weeks to get those new medical experts in. And the judge said, we've spent too much time on the case. You know, it's, it's in for this date and this is when it's going to happen. Right. Okay. So, unfortunately, you know, it gone on for two years, three months, as it was. What? What? Don't go into the specifics. But what's the nature of the evidence? It's an underlying medical condition. That's all I'm going to say in regards to it, because I really don't want to be pushed for anything more than that. <clears throat> okay. Um. Before you had that evidence, did you think he was innocent? I did. Yeah. Tell me why. Just because I know him as a person, you know, well, I know I know a lot of people are going to sit there and say, you know, people do things, um, you know, without lo- they might lose their temper, etc. But like I said, from the minute that our little boy was born, I've only ever associated love between them. He adores that little boy, and my little boy adores him. He just wouldn't have done what is what he has been convicted of. People do say that every time that someone. Yeah, I can imagine that. But what you've got to take into consideration, Ollie is my son and he means the absolute world to me. No man would ever come in front of Ollie. If I thought that Matthew was guilty, I wouldn't be here protesting his innocence. Mm. I would want to see him locked up for a long time and I certainly wouldn't let him around my son. All all this talk about Matthew um, uh, being a nice guy and stuff, and he may be, and I don't know. I Mm. I don't don't, don't know the story. Um, But he has has been to prison in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, for something which... Completely, it was a, a drug conviction, yeah. which is something that's nothing to do no, with, but you know, not, child abuse. People no, no, can't no. tie everyone with the same brush on their past, you no, know. But, People but do change. No, of course they do. But he, he, he isn't the angel that perhaps, you know, the image that's being presented to us this morning. He, he has got a past. Everybody's got a past. I don't think the, you can the, call anybody an angel at the no, end of the day, and you can't. Not everyone's got a past that involves going to prison, though, have they? No, that's right. But there are obviously a lot of people that do go to prison, yeah. you know, that that make mistakes. This was sort of eight years ago. He yeah. made a mistake. He turned his life around. He's now been convicted of something to do with a child, which is completely different of being convicted to something to do with drugs. You know, like I said, it was a mistake what he did in the past. When's the appeal? What's the process now, Daniel? How does it work? Well, I'm actually off to meet a solicitor tomorrow morning um, to talk about the appeal. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully I'll have a timeline of how long things are going to take before it goes back to court. And are you confident, 
Danielle, that 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 uh, you can overturn this this uh, decision that was made by by a I, jury. I am confident, yeah, but only because of the new medical evidence yeah. that has come to light. You know. Yeah. Uh, how, how's your son doing? That's I mean that's the main thing, isn't it? How, how is he now? He's, he's he's physically well, is he? Yeah, he's doing really well. Bless him. He's your average, happy, healthy two and a half year old. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, they're hard work, aren't they? I know they are, but I wouldn't have it any other way. They're, they're, they are. Uh, my, my youngest is three and a half, and uh, they're the most they're the most fun. But oh, flipping it, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're hard work, aren't they? They are hard work. Listen, Danielle, I really appreciate you talking to us. I appreciate you kind of you know like, taking my. I'm just asking the questions that I guess some of the listeners would want to ask. Yeah, I, hope, I, I get that. I, I hope I hope <clears> you know the, the the right thing happens for you and your family. I, I really really do, and it'd be great if you could keep in touch and let us know you know when the appeal is. Oh, absolutely, I will keep you informed. Right. Good luck to you and okay, your boy. Thank Thanks very you. much. Ta-ta. There we go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. I hope the right thing happens. Where are we now? Eight forty six. Let's get the uh, travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Seeing delays on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 9 at Redbourne. And also on the A5, it's looking particularly slow on the sensors southbound between Kensworth and Junction 9 for the M1. The M25 heading anti clockwise, there's delays between Junction 24 at Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. And taking a look at the A1, that's queuing on camera between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. And on the trains, delays of up to 20 minutes on Great Northern between Stevenage and Moorgate. And that's due to a signalling problem. I'm Nicola Richards with BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Where are we? 8.47, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. The family of a Hertfordshire man convicted of causing his son serious physical harm is protesting his innocence. A motorcyclist has died and another was seriously injured after a collision on the A421 between Milton Keynes and Buckingham yesterday afternoon. Oh, and David Cameron's going to do something. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather cloudy and gloomy start to the new week. There's a lot of lower cloud. There's some light rain and some drizzle, some heavy bursts mixed in there as well. And it is feeling quite warm. The humidity gradually starts to creep up today. So it is going to be quite sticky by the end of it. Could even see maybe a sunny spell probably towards this evening. Now, if we do, it's likely to spark off maybe one or two showers as we head into the evening. Maximum temperature warm at 25 Celsius, quite sticky. Now, overnight, if you do have the showers, they will disappear eastwards and take the cloud with it. Bit of a breeze developing overnight, but the, clear, the air behind this cloud and rain, once it moves out, it's going to be clearer and a bit fresher. Maximum, uh, minimum temperature overnight, rather 12 Celsius, 54 degrees in Fahrenheit. Tomorrow, it's a dry and sunny start, but the cloud could increase through the day. Still feeling warm, though. Brisk breeze and a maximum temperature of 23 Celsius. That's your forecast. I've got an amazing email. Hang on. But you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just replying to an email. You're not doing it hastily and angrily, are you? Yes, I am. Oh. I, I, I've, I've, I've taken out um, um, one word. Right. <sighs> Who's this? Uh, the Paul in Stevenage. Talking about like the shock collars. Okay. Right. Did you really just ask somebody if a shock hurts? A shock. I wonder. Does a shock hurt? Maybe you should try shocking yourself and see. What? I don't get it. Is he saying that shocks don't hurt because they're just shocks or it's obvious that shock hurts? Because, I, I, here's my reply. 
the censored version. I took some words out. I don't get your point. Shocks can hurt. You know that, right? That's obvious, isn't it? We'll be better if you call, but you won't. Uh, and uh, you won't. Oh, I'm busy, I'm at work. Oh, yeah, whatever, you're a bottler. I don't get the point. Catherine, can shocks hurt? Yeah, or they can just give you a jolt. Yeah, they can be both, can't so they? You lasting can be like, damage, I guess. Yeah. You shocked me this morning and it didn't hurt, but it did that was a shock upset that, me. That was a shock that didn't hurt, but it upset you. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Can we get a shock collar to put it around Kelly and see if that hurts her? I don't get your point, Paul. I, you, you're having a pop. I think Paul just wanted to feel clever and superior for a moment. You've not, Paul. You've made yourself look silly. Um, give us a call if you want to make yourself look even sillier. 03459 455 555. You won't. Justin Daly's gonna help me I make the girl mine keep her stood in line Justin Daly's gonna help me I make the girl mine wave the victory sign You all right, Deals? Geezer, I've got a great idea for you. Oh, I've got go a on. great idea. Now, on, you've, been talk- you've been talking this morning, oh, I want to get a dog for the kids, uh, what do I get, etc, etc. Well, uh, I want to so- get a dog just for Christmas, but apparently you're not allowed to do that anymore. Jeez. No, they, ban- they banned that in the 80s, and it's still oh. banned now. But, uh, boss, what about this for an idea? Okay, J-Dog on the streets with another dog, my mum's dog, the oh, Bichon, the Bichon poo, oh. dog on dog on the streets this week. What do you reckon? <laughs> want dog on dog? I don't want yeah. any dog on dog action. Come on. Crying out it. Yeah, all right. If you want to, if you want to take your dog mm-hmm. to the streets. Yeah. Um, it's not just your dog though. That's kind of your furry half brother, isn't it? Then no. You want to take that to the streets? Well, listen, I can take him to the streets. You can meet him afterwards. You can work out if this is the dog for you. That dog Bichon is not. Poo's fantastic. What do you mean that's not? That dog is. Uh, what? Paul's Paul's replied. Hang on. Sorry if I didn't make myself clear. Shocks up. Well, they don't always, Paul. You don't, you're not making yourself clear. What, Paul? You've obviously got beef, but you don't know what you got beef about. That's that's therein lies your problem, Paul. Paul, may I suggest this show's too clever for you? Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> I'm declaring war, by the way, Justin. I've not mentioned yeah. this. I'm declaring yeah. war on the moribund. The moribund. The moribund. The moribund. And the dry and the insipid. It's, yes. it's, it's, we're, we're taking it down. Here we go. Hang on. Whenever I, whenever I hear this song in my car, I always get this. This is what pops up in my head. You ready? Oh. Justin Dealey's gonna help me. I make the girl mine keep her stood in line. Justin Dealey's gonna help me. I make the girl mine keep her stood in line. I make the girl mine wave the victory sign. Every yeah. single time. Now, that would suggest to me that I'm some sort of geezer expert, so I can advise you on how to keep uh, ladies in check. That's that's what that would... Uh, that's what the, That would imply that, wouldn't it, Rabina Rosie? Yeah, indeed. He, he, and, you know, Justin Dealey is some kind of geezer expert. Thank you. Yeah, I spoke to him last week. Oh, sorry. Well, They've been I'm seeing each sorry, other behind I, your back. I, I, I was a traitor and I called him last week when you were off. It does, it does annoy me when Jeez, my right. callers um, use, speak to other presenters when they're filling oh, in for really? me. I'm oh, sorry about that. It kind of makes me feel a little bit cheaper. I'm, I'm away in three <laughs> weeks' time. No idea who's filling in for me. But will you be calling in then, Rosie? Oh, definitely not, no. Thank you very oh, much. Really that's, that's the way I like it. In fact, it reminds me of, um, well, a few little words that go like this. Justin Dealey's gonna help me Wave the girl mine, keep her stood in line Justin Dealey's gonna help me I make the girl mine, keep her stood in line I make the girl mine, wave the victory sign
Every, right every single time. Rosie, what would you like to say? You're through to me in the J-Dog. Yeah, um, well, I was going to play um, Rock, Paper, Scissors, and also my, I was just going to say you can live uh, your whole life with only one kidney. Ah! One kidney and 70 grand. Uh, uh, what's what's your best price for cash on a kidney, Rosie? Oh, I don't know. I could do. Yeah, I could really do with a lot of work on the house. So, a couple of hundred grand, I reckon. For oh, one of get mine. real! Yeah. There are Sri Lankans selling them for seventy-five thousand. Well, they're going to buy yours for a couple of hundred. Yeah, but I'm very healthy stock. You know? Oh, I'm, mine's uh, eight eight and a half thousand. Is my best. Oh, excuse me. Hang on. Justin Dealey's going to help me. Make the girl mine, keep a certain line all together. Justin Bailey's gonna help me. I make the girl mine, keep a certain line. I make the goggles go and know this bit. I make the girl mine, keep a certain line. Justin Bailey's gonna help me. I make the girl mine, wait the city line. I make the girl mine, wait the victory sign. Um, okay, uh, you go, okay, ready, steady, go, uh, Rosie, one, two, three, what you got? Scissors. Ah, uh, I got rock, a smash of scissors, best of three. <laughs> Is that right, Catherine? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, what you got? Paper. Oh, Aww. I got scissors. You did as well. Mm. Last one, one, two, three, what you got? Rock. Oh, Aww. I got paper, that's embarrassing, Rosie, oh, I'm really Rosie. sorry to hear that. Justin! Giza. Dog collars. Yes, yes. It's the game police in the background. <laughs> like a, we could, we're going to play that all week, by the way, guys. You wait till we start playing Connect Four on the air. Uh, and we really are. Uh, um, uh, now, Justin, dog collars. Yes. Uh, there was a story. The uh, lady um, saw someone using a shock collar on a dog. Uh, she went over, had a word with the woman. She claimed she wasn't confrontational. I picked up a tone in her voice. She grabbed the remote control and threw it in the river. Luckily for the dog, as one tweeter pointed out, it didn't set the collar on to stun continually. Oh, can you the imagine? The water could have shorted the circuit. It's going like that. You'd have to chuck the dog in. And then no, it'd get an electric shock because of the water thing. Oh. You've taken this to the streets, Justin. I have, I have. I've been asking, uh, did Sean do the right thing by stepping in? And also, uh, dog owners this morning, if they saw somebody else using one of these electric shock collars, yeah. would they also get involved? Uh, some interesting views on the streets. Here's what people had to say. Hang on a minute, that one. So we're asking this morning what Sean did. Was that the right thing to do? If I'd have been younger, I'd have done it. Too right. That's cruelty to dogs. You know, dogs are your, that's man's best friend. They're the closest thing to you. And to mm. do that, you wouldn't shock your grandmother, would you? And let's put a collar on her and shock her up a bit. Then again, you can't compare a grandmother to a dog, can you? I can. Vera, you're out with your dog this morning. Uh, we're asking whether Sean was right to do what she did. If you saw somebody with a, with a dog and they were using a shock collar, would you say something? Yes, I would. I'd really have a go at them. What, why would you do that? Because they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't screw well, isn't it, to the dogs? It's not illegal. No. It is in Wales, but not here. No, I don't agree with that at all. So Sean got involved and what mm. she did, she took the remote control off the owner yeah. and she threw it into the water. Did she do the right thing? Yes. I would have done the same thing if it was by water. Judith, we're talking about Sean this morning. She took the remote control, she threw it in the water. Did she do the right thing? Well, according to me, yes. <laughs> Why? Because of the dog. 
You don't shock dogs. If you saw somebody right now in this park mm. and they were shocking a dog because they'd done something wrong, mm. would you step in or would you walk on? I would say something, yeah. I wouldn't let it go. I can't. I love animals. So you would be prepared to have a confrontation yes. over these shock collars? I would. No, I think it's wicked and evil. Shocking the dog. You have so, sorry, you have such a beautiful turn of phrase. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? Shocking the dog. You're shocking the dog with well, an electric shock collar. What, 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 what like else are you doing? You're making it sound like you're showing it hardcore dog dognography. Is that well, the word? Listen, is, listen, that what, is that the word? Pornography. Pornography. There we go. Shock collar. Hey. It, you're shocking the dog. Here's the thing, Justin. Do you know what the do you know what the filthiest fil and I mean filthiest um, amphibians are in the world? Go on, boss. Talk Frogs. To Frogs. Do you know why? Go on. They're always looking at frogs porn. <laughs> <laughs> do you get it? Yeah, it's, good. it's, it's nice that one. Isn't they make it? their it's own. Good. Oh, they do. Um, uh, um, okay, let's let's leave it there because I can I can feel us getting the sack in the last minute of the. Uh, well, getting the sack. Then we've done it. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, very slow moving on the A1 heading southbound between the Great North Road and the Black Cat roundabouts. Um, also seeing delays on the A10 southbound between Junction 25 for Enfield and the North Circular Road. Um, so far, the M25 anti-clockwise, that's queuing from Junction 19 at Watford to Junction 16 for the M40. Also very heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 24 at Potter's Bar and Junction 23 for the A1M. Um, take a look in Watford, looking very heavy on the lower high street just to Eastbury Road. And so far checking in on the trains not seeing any problems or delays i'm nicola richards with bbc three counties radio nicola thank you very much thank you for your calls and your texts and your emails most of them not the dumb ones uh, i am declaring war on the moribund moribund why can't i say that <clears throat> i'm declaring war on the moribund the dull and the insipid Trust me, we got some cracking ideas for this show coming up. Some cracking ideas. Stay tuned. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's Big Photo...